0: We are Right Side Home Theater.
1: But yeah, so... So, the famous, infamous, whatever you want to call yourself, Omar, awesome to have you because everybody's excited to have you here. Uh, You met with um, Mike and uh, Johnny Speakers, right? Yeah, Yeah. up there, and uh, that was was a surprise. That was awesome to see that picture of you guys. And it's like, you know, that was pretty cool.
2: Yeah. Um, you know, it's interesting because my, my dad had a stroke, so I had to fly up to Chicago. And um, that's why I was able to reach out to uh, to Mike. And I'm like, hey, you know, you're not too far from where my sister lived. That's where I was staying at. Yeah. And I'm like, you know what? My sister let me borrow a car. I got nothing else to do. We Couldn't see my dad at that time. So I'm like, you know what? We uh, I, I made that happen. I'm kind of drove out there and uh, he doesn't a Gorgeous spot, but I mean, man, he's way out of the city. So it's 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 funny because you have to literally say like he lives in Chicago so people can understand. But when you say like a suburb, like you have no idea where it's at. So, but yeah, I mean, God, we felt like, uh, like kids, you know, It's like a play day, you know, (laughs) uh, and just meeting, you know, I hear Mike and, and I hear Johnny and I hear all these other guys just, you know, through your show and, and it's just, but when you like put. The face to them, it it was it was pretty pretty surreal, and you know, just to have someone invite you into their home, you know, it's like that's personal. But it was just like that bond that you create because you know we all love the same thing, and you know, it was it was a great time. He's got a gorgeous house, gorgeous house.
1: Yeah, yeah. It's I've only seen the room, but yeah, it's sounds like he's similar to me in relation to Boston. Like I'm, I'm like over an hour out of the city just over an okay. hour outside of Boston. Um, and, but same idea. It's like, you know, like, you know, it's, which is nice. Cause I go into town for Bruins games and stuff like that, but I get to come out here and come out to the woods and you're separated yeah. from the world. And there's like, you know, you get those trees over you, It's like going, I call, I've called it Wakanda. It's like, you just go <laughs> into the privacy and you're like, that's it. separated from everything.
0: Yeah. So, awesome. but yeah,
1: but that was, I mean, it's funny. It's like, I was so surprised to see that picture. I love the way it went down. Like that. We, nobody knew about it until after the fact, you know, I would have been like, it, it kind of would have ruined the, the specialness of it. If you guys were like, Hey, we're all getting together next week or something like that. Right. And yeah, then we be like, yeah. Oh, when's the day blah, blah, blah. But just to <laughs> see like three of you guys together and being like, Hey, and I was like, Holy crap. That's so cool. Um, yeah. yeah, that was, that's really awesome. And it is like to get to like, you know, you know, shake hands, meet in person, see these people you know, and know like it is, it's, it's, it's special. And it's especially the way we all have, like that, th- who does this? Right. And it's like, we're all looking <laughs> for people that to talk to and then to be in their home and stuff. That's pretty cool. Yeah. uh Awesome. To, you know, Johnny to come out too. So, to make it yeah. even better, so
2: how far apart but, are they? did they say um not- I, I I don't recall yeah uh it, obviously not too far because I think uh I think Mike went to his place as well mm mm-hmm. uh yeah, so yeah they visited I mean, each not other, bar, yeah yeah, pretty cool, but you know this all happened you know because of your show because of you know <laughs> what we we all because of you the know, internet you, really yeah.
1: <laughs> right it's like i put myself on the internet we all went hey yeah. i like what he's saying okay yeah um it's, but yeah true. it's it is pretty cool um and yeah more and more people hopefully will be as the i mean we're still only two years out but as the world opens back up hopefully this stuff will settle down and you're able to get out yeah. and do more stuff and see more people and I'm getting older, closer to retirement. Yeah. I keep saying it. Hopefully I'll be able to travel more and be able to do this stuff myself. And you were even mentioning, yeah. do you travel a lot or you, cause you were talking about coming up to Boston <laughs> some point.
2: Yeah. So, well, actually I retired from my first job because I got mm-hmm. injured. Um, I think we, I might've, we probably touched base a bit, a yeah, little bit did. about that. Um, so I retired and then it's just you're home all the time and it's like you can only do so much at the house before you start going store crazy, you know, cabin fever kind of kicks in, you know? And so, uh, it's interesting a friend of mine that was working the same place I worked, he reached out to me because he became a director of you know, security and he's like, Hey, you know, what are you doing? You want to do something? And I'm like, yeah, sure. Why not? And so it required traveling up and down the state of Florida. So I pretty much traveled from uh, St. Augustine, Jacksonville area, that's mm-hmm. the northeast side, all the way down to Key West. Oh, so that's that's kind of like my route. I don't travel all the you know every single day or so forth, but I kind of break it up into blocks. So I live kind of like in the middle of the state. So then I'll take one day and go up north and you know do my Jacksonville and St. Augustine area and so forth, and then I come back down. And um, that's usually how I do it. And then Central Florida, and then. To go down south, like when I have to go down to Key West, that's usually like two or three days because just to drive alone, it's like, you know, almost in a in a perfect world it could be an eight, nine hour day. Yeah. But then when you hit that Miami traffic, it's to die for. And, oh. you you know, you're adding, you know, an additional three hours just to move, you know, you know, 10 miles or something like that is just ridiculous. Yeah. But and then then once you start heading into the Keys, it's just two lanes. Yep. So you're going as fast as the person in front of you. You know, oh. and there's usually a, not a, a lot of no passing zones, and so forth. And uh, the police down there, they're really they love running radar down there because they just love getting the tourists there. You know, trying yeah. to haul and, and trying to get down there quicker and so forth. <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, so that's that's me, I travel, and that's why um, you know I love the podcast because it just you know entertains me and and makes the day go by a lot faster. Because you know, as you know, sitting in the car for so long and you know listening to the same music over and over. And yeah. that's why I don't mind at all, you know, your two or three hour podcasts because, <laughs> oh my God, it makes life so much easier. Yeah. You know, so, and I love the fact how you, how you embrace it. Like, Hey, they can listen for five minutes or they can listen for three hours. It's, it's up to them. And yeah. it's just the fact that they can always go back to it. It's, it's awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's like, when John and I first started, you do your research and stuff and they tell you like, oh yeah, 20 minute podcast. And I'm like 20 minutes. I couldn't tell you my middle name in 20 minutes. I'm like, what are you talking about? You know? And I'm like, oh, all right, we'll try. And then when I tried doing this on my own, I was like, all right, maybe I can keep this to 20 minutes. And at the beginning I kind of did. And I was like, the very early day, I was like 30 minutes, 40 minutes. And I was like, okay, that's not bad. That's manageable. Um, but then as it starts growing and even me just doing my descriptions and stuff that started growing because as you get going and then, like you said, I just embraced it because it's like the length is like the, yeah, if you only want to listen five minutes or you, there's only certain segments people want to hear. That's fine. I don't care. It's like, it's like, I get, that's probably the number one most requested thing I do with the podcast is if I forget to put the show notes in or we, I I revamp something and I don't do show notes, and they're like, "I need timestamps," and I'm like, "Yeah, nope, right. I get it," you know, because they want to <laughs> get to the movie they want to see, and that's great. And yeah. if that's enough to get people to to bite and maybe join in, great. But then there's people like ourselves, like I'm the same way as you. It's like I'm by myself all day long, whether I'm driving or working, and I'm in a parking yeah. lot with an earbud in, and I'm listening to podcasts. And like the if it's a podcast I like. And you're like, it's normally like a two hour podcast. When I see that it's short, I'm like, oh, man, now i got to (laughs) find something else. You know, but I'm like, oh, three hours. All right. And you know what I mean? You know, it's like, if you're going on a long drive and you've got a three hour podcast to listen to, you're like, Hey, it's a four hour drive. I just got one other thing to listen to. And then I'm there. All right, cool. So I get it. And it's, you know, Hey, I get, I get a lot of that people doing long trips, long drives and want to hear stuff and you know there's plenty there i'm trying to get <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: i love it we love it we all love it i'm sure
1: yeah but uh, hey you don't like it move on to something else i'm fine with that that's cool <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's why we're here that's why everything's here it's like i'm not gonna argue with you i don't have time well, yeah. for that so um True. so before we get to home theater before we get to your beginning of your home theater journey where you are where you've been where you want to go all that fun stuff Come on, we gotta talk dad jokes. You're the man. You're the, my whole family follows you now. Oh. <laughs> they all are like, "Did you see today's?" Did you see? <laughs> I'm like, "Which one?" Oh yeah. my god, they're fantastic. Yeah. What got you? Right. You didn't always do that, right? You
0: just started no, that. No, no,
2: I just, I think. Oh my god. Um, I remember you talked about. You know, you got you. I forgot who who else you were kind of going back and forth with on the dad jokes and Braden And i was like, Oh my God. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, you know, that, that would be kind of cool jumping in on that. Cause I don't know. They just, you know, some just pop into my head and some are just, you know, I, I hear from someone else and so forth and I'm like, you know, these, some of these are funny. And then the ones that I can relate to because of who I follow, like, yeah. um, you know, like, uh, what is it? Andrino? Is that Adriano. Yeah. Adriano. I say
1: Adriano. Yeah
2: yeah Australia. anything you yeah, had yeah. to do with it you know yeah, Italian, yeah, yeah. i just shoot about that way you know and, and then obviously you know uh chomping on uh steve's uh you know law firm and 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 yeah, yeah. expertise and stuff, well, i just love it yeah it's it's some are some are funny some are just like eh, okay <laughs> oh, but you had that
1: one at christmas the olive the other reindeer and I, <laughs> i showed it to my wife I, we were sitting on the couch, we we're watching TV, and I just, I literally just burst out laughing. And she's like, What? I couldn't even speak. Cause it was like, it's so great. It was Christmas time, and you're like, I mean, what was that? Like two days before Christmas or something like that, right? Mm-hmm. And I just yeah. show it to her, and she bursts out laughing. She's like, Oh my God. And then we're both sitting there singing. We're like, Olive, the other reindeer. You still have. <laughs> we're like, what the hell? But then, like, Those are those are good, but then the ones that are just so bad, you can't I mean they're like they're so bad. (laughs) And you just can't help but laugh because that's exactly like out they'll pop into my head like in real time. Like what um Braden and I were doing, we were like riffing. He had nothing to do and he made a joke and then I just said something back to him and we were constantly just we ate up like an hour and a half of time, and it was like. And what's great is on when you're typing the stuff out, you don't have to be like. If you're in person, it's like you got to think quick, right? But you'd yeah, be like, yeah. all right, now what can I do for this one? How can I bring this yeah. back around? And we, and it, and it was funny. We it passed the time for him. He was, you know, at a layover at an airport, nothing to do, and people were entertained. <laughs> it was just we just kept going. So yeah, yeah. but that. I I so look forward to just scrolling through and seeing your tweets, (laughs) seeing your bad joke, your dad jokes, not bad jokes. Yeah. It's fantastic. Fantastic. Keep keep it up.
2: Which one's the one I said about the finger, how you chopped off three fingers?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Can I drive
2: with (laughs) it? Can I I drive? Don't count on it.
1: Yeah, don't count on it, though. (laughs) Yeah, I told my wife that one. Uh, Yeah. Um, You have one today, the... The black charger you want, but that's oh, the black charger yeah. you have. <laughs> it's like, I mean, it's, they're they're great. They're, oh, that's so good. Uh, it's so good. So, you. yeah, you are keeping us entertained. It's like people, yeah, and that's what I think is funny is people like, oh, man, Twitter stinks. I'm like, are you kidding me? You're not following the right people.
2: Yeah, that's you know? exactly what. You're, it you're
1: paying attention to the wrong ones, I should say. But yeah, yeah. it's fantastic. So, I
2: don't know. Yeah. I might uh send out a couple more and then pay the, what is it? The $9 to get certified. There (laughs) you go. Yeah. Get your blue check.
1: (laughs) Your dad, your dad joke, blue check. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Highly recommend following Omar. If you're not already uh, at Omar underscore Delgado 98. Awesome. Follow him on Twitter. It's entertaining as hell. (laughs) 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 All right. Let's get into your, uh, your home theater journey. Where did it start?
2: Oh man, um, you know I have to say it was my my brother in law when he uh, before he passed away. He's the one that had kind of like one of the first big fifty inch TVs or something like that, and that was massive back in the day.
0: Mm.
2: And he had his he was in a basement in Chicago, so he had you know his uh, his front set up, and then he had. Two in the back, and then one subwoofer. Yeah. And every time I go visit my sister, I would always want to go down there because he had. Um, oh my god, I forgot what kind of blue player, uh, Blu-ray player it was. But I mean, this was actually um, probably one of the first Blu-ray players when that came out.
1: Oh, real Blu-ray.
2: Yeah. So was that late? Yeah. Like what year was yeah. it? Yeah. Oh my god. Oof. We're talking probably over fifteen years ago or something like that. Okay. I mean, so like.
1: 2005
2: around roughly uh, yeah 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 um but it was i just love going down there because it was his man cave oh yeah you know kind of like what you talk about you know you want to get you, you want a little you know a lobby and you know just your room and so forth so he had it all he had the room and and you know we would crank the movies up uh back then it was the godfather that was like you know, big. And I think it might've even been DVDs at that, at, at that hmm. point. Um, So just love hearing that. And I was like, Oh my God, that sounds amazing. Because, you know, you go to the movie and it, it's, you know, if you don't know any better, this is amazing. You know, like when people go see um these, the you know, these high-end movie theaters and, you know, they're like, Oh my God, it sounded amazing. No, it didn't. It just <laughs> sounded loud. And right. And it's sad that now I can understand the difference. I can literally comprehend the difference. But to the, you know, to the average person, they're like, oh, my God, that was amazing. And so. Yeah. forth. And so I was pre Star Wars, I think, because, you know, everyone kind of jumped on the Star Wars bandwagon. But I think when I first really um, decided to get my own system was, I think, uh, Twister. When Twister oh, okay. came out because yep. just so the, uh, the the base and so forth. And that's why I love the movie so much. I even, I even reached out to Steve and I, and I said, Hey, where, where can I get that? You know, that, uh, that, the Atlas one or, the, uh, that one from yeah, German. The German. Yeah. Yeah. So he, um, I finally picked that up. It's obviously the most expensive one I've ever bought, but, uh, yeah. I picked that up. Just I, I loved it. It was just amazing. Um, but, well, I think my first TV, I think it might have been a 27-inch, like, Sony, like, uh, what is it, mm-hmm. Triniton, I think it was. Yeah, and-
1: Trinitrons, yeah. Flat, That's, I had a 32- 32. Yeah, it was, I had the flat. It was considered flat because it didn't curve in all directions. Mine was like, it had the slight curve to, you know, back to the left and right on the sides. But it yeah. was, it looked relatively flat because most tube TVs, they curved away at the top and the bottom and right, on the sides, right. they had like a little bubble. Uh, and these were like, oh, look at that. But they were huge. I had the, th- that was my first, what you considered back then a home theater television was anything over mm-hmm. 30, you know, at 32 inches. Um, before that, I had a 25, a 27, you know, used TVs. Mm-hmm. People were like, oh, I'm like, okay, that's a- when I was in my parents' basement. But
2: yeah, yeah, that was, that yeah, was big that- back then though. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it, it was like you know, I I think I bought mine at Circuit City. We had Circuit Cities out here. I don't know yep, if you guys that's had them. What, out I, there. That's what we had. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So we we oh my god, I used to love going to Circuit City. I'd pretty much go like every other weekend or something, just hang yeah. out there for a, you know. Then I uh I I hooked up. My parents had a like an old fashioned stereo eight track turntable all in one, and had the speakers on the side, and and I would literally pull those speakers out and i try to connect them to the actual tv thinking i was going to get a better sound or you know yeah. it was like oh my god didn't know any better but i just i just fell in love with that that whole system setup and i was like oh man this is this is what i enjoy and because i was always into movies um maybe not as much as like you know some of your followers like you know steve he I, that's insane how many movies that man has it's like it boggles my mind oh yeah <laughs> and yeah i remember th- I think I I made that comment about you being an influencer and you're like, no, no, no. But (laughs) in reality, we buy movies and we can't even watch them sometimes. You know? Yeah. Not like you you go to Blockbuster back in the day. You're renting three movies because you're watching them that night. Oh, yeah. Because you you had to return the next day. (laughs) So you had no choice.
1: Well, I do remember going back and rent like, all right, I got to bring this back. I haven't watched it yet, you know, doing that because <laughs> oh, you, yeah. you got like, all right, which ones do we want to watch? Cause you do the compromise, you know, you're, you're with your girlfriend at the time, whatever. And you'd be like, all right, I'll get this one. We'll get this one. And then next thing you know, it's like you get home and you only watch one of them, but then I got to bring this one back. And yeah, I, I, but yeah, we do, we, but I, I buy movies because, and then I just, they just sit there. And then yeah. sit there and,
2: you know, oh, well. Weren't you the one that had one and you never took it back? And it was like several years. And- <laughs> oh, from Blockbuster
1: or from yeah. Netflix I had? Net- yeah, Netflix.
2: Rent- that's what it was.
1: Netflix, I was cleaning out when I, inst- <laughs> when I installed my 4K projector. That was the biggest projector I'd, I'd had. So I needed to do a new shelf system on my back wall. And I pulled out what I had to have back there was my, it was a shelf, uh, the, um, with all the Blu-rays in it. Okay. All my bl- my whole collection was on this big bookshelf thing. Right. And I pull it off the wall. That was bolted or screwed right into the concrete. I pull that off. And in down behind that, there were a couple of Netflix, like. Blu-rays. The DVDs. Yeah, yeah the are, DVDs. Yeah. And I the like, mail them. Whoops. Yeah, I'm like, "Oh, I better throw these back in the mail." I threw them back in the mail in like that day because at the, t- you know, they as soon as they know it's coming, they they boom, you get credited for it. Yeah. They credited my account for charging me for it. That really? day. Yeah. Cause I had paid for the movies cause I never returned them. I didn't know. I'm like, whatever. It just gets on to the, whatever they charged me at the time. I hadn't rented movies in years and they're like, or taken the DVDs in years. I still obviously have a Netflix account and they, they credited everything. I was like, all right, cool. And it was super easy to do because it's all in its packaging. You just peel it back over and throw it in the mailbox. That was it. And I was like, next thing I know, I'm like, all right, look at that. I got a free month of Netflix because of the movies that I had, two movies I returned.
2: Yeah. I, that's, yeah. That's, <laughs> those were the good old days. I mean, that's yeah. how, you know, that was our streaming, I guess, per yeah. se, With physical media. And, yeah. you know, I, I, it wasn't until just recently, not too long, probably in the last maybe five years or so, that I started kind of like balling out to get a better TV and, you know, a mm. uh, better receiver and so forth. I think one of my first receivers was a Sony and it was so light. And people used to say, oh, you know, you know when you got a good receiver, when it, you know, it's got yeah. some weight to it's it. It's got bulk. Yeah. Yeah. So then back at Circuit City and I, <laughs> I wound up buying a Harman Carton, Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of the, maybe one of the first 6.1s or something like that. Yeah. And I was so I was like a kid in the candy store. I was like, Oh my God, six speakers, you know? And they're like, well, where are you going to put the six one? Well, the six one literally sat in between the rear. Yeah. In and the, the center. Dead middle. Yeah. 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 And you know, did sound come out of there? I don't know. I was just so happy. Yeah. You know, I, I would watch, man, I remember I would buy movies just for the sound. Oh, yeah. You know, when it had the DS on the back. And yeah. I bought Castaway. Castaway. It was a great movie, but. Yeah, it was a good I movie. Yeah. Sound. Yeah. <laughs> People wouldn't understand. Like, really? You bought a movie because of the sound? I'm like, yeah.
1: Omar, I own Casper the Friendly Ghost on Laserdisc. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I should just yeah. keep it right here in the studio. When, everybody, when anybody says anything, just show them that. Put that up to the camera. Like, say that. Cause it had really good sound the way that they, you know, was it Christina Ricci was in that or something like that? It was like something from the, it was in the nineties and it came out and I I probably saw it in the theater and I really wanted to experience the sound. Um, especially when a new format comes out, like I remember when DTS came out, that was Mm -hmm. in Jurassic Park. So anything that came out in DTS, you had to buy, whether you'd seen the movie, liked the movie or whatever. So you wanted to experience that. But not only that, when they upgraded from like a, a surround sound, which was Dolby surround. And then they had Dolby yeah. pro logic, which basically logic, took yeah. the surround and just gave it the center channel. Right. Mm-hmm. But when they came out with discrete, you know, the AC three 5.1 and you got those trying yeah. to you be like, oh, this one here, see this laser disc coming out with, you know, cause the laser disc started coming out with the discrete stuff. And you're like, oh, all right. I, what movie yeah. is this? I don't know, but it has 5.1. Not even in English. That's yeah. all right. That's yeah. all right. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. And that's why when you ask the question, you're like, what's more important, sound or picture? And it's like, I th- i always waver towards sound because it just, I mean, yes, you know, you hear it. You know, I'll get the comments on this one, right? I you mean, know, you need both. No kidding. Yeah.
2: yeah. In a <laughs> world, yeah. I didn't Definitely.
1: say we had to throw one away. <laughs> I just right, said right. like which is more influential to your emotions, to your this and to that, and which way do you lean? Now I yeah I like sound. I just Yeah, I like-
2: I've I've always leaned towards sound because think about it. You can watch a video like you can watch maybe a YouTube video, an old one of the new, you know, older YouTube videos like you know, four twenty P or something. And the pictures, like uh, you know, you can see it. But if the audio is bad, yeah, you just you just don't lose you lose focus on it. Um, and kind of like radio. Mm-hmm. Remember when radio was the thing? You, you can visualize it in your mind. But just as long as you were hearing a great person, yeah. uh, you know, dictating or, or saying what was actually happening, you can literally follow along yeah. mentally. But you know, it's interesting now. It's 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 flip flopping. I think because now with streaming, it's all about the, of what you can see. Because a lot of people do have now four K TVs, ten eighty. Yes. And it, if it looks good, there's a lot of people that don't have you know a great sound system or something. They just have the two speakers on the on the TV. Mm-hmm. They can get away with having a nice picture and just hearing it because I, you know they they might not have literally sat down in a place where this is how it's supposed to sound exactly you know and it goes back it goes back to like directors well this is how the director wanted everyone to see it you know right some people are like oh but that's just like ugly well you're used to a certain thing yeah you know kind of like the you know when they i used to always fight about when I look at a uh, Blu-ray player and like, Oh, it's not in, you know, what is it? 1.85. I'm like, ah, I'm going to have the stupid black bars on the top and on the yeah, bottom. Yeah. And I feel like I'm getting shortened now, but it wasn't until I think I got that Sony Trinitron; It was like a widescreen. Yeah. And then it's like, Oh, I didn't know stuff existed to the left, or to the right. Yeah. And it just, <laughs> it made more sense. Oh me, yeah. You know, after.
1: Yeah. And then, well, they also had the pan and scan. Which was even worse because not only, it's one thing if you just crop it and it stays stagnant, right? And you just lose the stuff's on the side. But what they would do is they'd go and re-edit the movie and if there was a character on the left and a character on the right and you couldn't see them in one shot, they would edit it and be like, they would. there were some that were so, like the image just like literally slid across and then <laughs> slid back <clears throat> when in when you're watching it on regular on a regular screen you know with the black bars and yeah. you know and 235 or 240 no. you just had a character on either side but then if you watched it you know it both both of them together like they have youtube videos of that and be like one slide and back in such a bad slide. And it was so, oh. but people are like, yeah, but my whole screen's taken up on your four by three screen. And you're like, no, but it's so wrong. It's like, that's why, yeah. um, I've said it before. That's why I had that diehard clip in my original open that I had when the yeah. music went, dum, dum. it was those mm-hmm. three clips because that's how they had to shoot it. And that one, that, um, example was used. To, it was one of the things that taught me about the difference between, you know, pan and scan, widescreen, why you want the black bars, why all, you know, this is what the director intended. And right. I think nowadays it's just, it's a lot easier. We have our 16 by nine televisions are more in the middle of the two things, right? Yeah. You know, yeah, w- yeah. when we were at four by three, you really lost a lot when you ah. went to
2: 240. <laughs> you know, oh but, my God, yes. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, I, like when I watched that Batman movie, uh, the Schneider one, when he went, yeah. when he, you know, I guess I caught myself at a point like, oh my God, this is, I can't watch this, but it's just his artistic way of, I, I you know. Yeah, I
1: liked it on my screen. Yeah. I actually built the side thing. So on my, on my 110 inch screen, mm-hmm. I put the bars on the side. I actually built the velvet masking for the side of it. Oh, cool. and, and I loved it. I I'm like I'm sitting there and I'm like wow this is great. And what's funny is like yeah but you're losing screen space. I'm like it is actually and I did the math. It's actually the exact same amount of screen as a 240 image. Really? Yeah. You're masking off the same amount just now on the sides instead of top and bottom, yeah, right? So you yeah, you're, you're yeah. getting the same amount of screen space. You're getting everything is exactly the same as 240 just now you're going up and down and People don't like that, especially if yeah. you have a 240 screen. Well, now <laughs> yeah. you 240 screen, you're really down the middle and it's just, ugh, I, I yeah. that's the exact opposite of having a four by three and go into 240. Like we used to do back in the eighties and nineties, mm-hmm. that was horrible. Yeah. And now yeah, people are yeah. buying 240 and having to put 16 by nine in the middle or something. It's like, so I, another reason why I kind of lean towards sixteen by nine screens, if you can do yeah. it, because it's kind of in the middle of everything, right? Right. So yeah.
2: But yeah. So I had a question for you. What do you? What did? So <clears throat> it brought up the whole dynamic. What was it? The dynamic volume. Remember we we talked about that. we okay. Tweeted about that, and that that sparked the whole. And mm. how you literally you educated me and saying you're, you're, it's just loud, you know, right. and that's where I can now picture. Cause ever since then, I went, I switched it. How you, how you, uh, you know, told me to take that off. Right. And it took a day or so to get used to it because I remember I can be at volume like, you know, 30 or so on, on the Moranth and, mm. and, it would just be like, boom. And that's why I can never grasp and comprehend how you would watch movies at reference level. I'm mm. like, there's absolutely no way I can do that. But then realizing I had that, like, you know, that, that right program button that it just made everything crazy loud. I was like, Oh, so then, yeah, it literally took me a day or so to realize. And then it, it just felt a lot better. It just, yeah, now I can understand, but I kind of enjoy the, you know, the hearing something in that left rear speaker to make you kind of do that takeaway, you know, make it yeah. make you make you look like when Steve mentioned about a plane going overhead, you know, he's literally almost ducking in his chair because that's, that's, that's what I love. And, you know, I'm not a big horror film like he loves, but I like yeah. those suspense. Yeah. Like yeah. those are, I think those I've always said they, I think they do the audio the best because it, the room could be quiet, you know, like quiet place, you know, it could yeah, be yeah. quiet. So you get that one and it's like, Oh, opposed to some of like, like a Transformer movie. You know, that's mm. just boom, 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 all, you know, the, almost the whole. The yeah, whole like movie.
1: Pacific Rim, Transformers, yeah. those type of movies that are just like, it's, they just bombard you from beginning to end and you don't get those little, it's like any nuance to it. There's no mm-hmm. little like quiet time to actually bring you in. And that's what's fun about horror movies or suspense movies, thrillers yeah. is that they actually use the sound to to manipulate you and you know there's you know when you're watching a horror movie or a thriller or something and it gets really quiet you're like oh crap here we go right and they they, and they'll use that and then sometimes they'll give you a jump scare when there is no nothing you know nothing like that oh there was no quiet time for me to expect this um (laughs) but that's funny how the sound can manipulate that but yeah using using dynamic volume it's like you can it's there's peaks and valleys and supposed there's supposed to be peaks and valleys in your audio track. So that like really loud noises are going to play loud. And then, but when you use the, uh, if you saw it graphed out, like when an audio wave, like when I do the mm-hmm. podcasts and stuff and it's like, there'll be times like when I'm editing. Right. So like, so right now I have, um, John and for instance, I'll have John and Steve on. Right. And right. they're on one audio track the way I record now. Okay. Mm-hmm. So if John's mic is really hot, John will be talking like this. And if you watch yeah. in the YouTube video, the live stream, you'll hear John like this and maybe Steve's talking like this. But
0: yeah, yeah. you
1: want to get them even. So what you do is you put a compressor on it, compression on it. And what mm-hmm. it'll do is it'll take off the tops of like the loud stuff John's saying and it'll right. boost up what Steve's doing. Right. So now, now they're more even, their graphs are more even. And then when you play it, it's going to play nice and even and loud.
2: Yeah. At the how same did you volume. do it when, how did you do it before Steve got a mic? Because, oh my God, it was a night and day difference. Once he wound up purchasing his mic, yeah, it was, it was, oh my God, it was, sounded so, so much nicer yeah. because the echoing in the room and a lot of people, I mean, I've done so many interviews, um, like, you know, when when I went through what I went through all these interviews and documentaries I wound up being in I started learning a lot more about soundproofing and you know what, what they're putting in and you know what mm-hmm. kind of mics they use because yeah if you use a computer a computer mic it's like yeah you got to get a lot of boom and effect and so forth and that's why right. I these YouTubers and you know these these people they'll they'll have their office and they'll put like these the paddings just to dent the sound of the yeah. people and so forth. But did you, did you struggle at first when, when Steve was using like his, just like the regular, I think no. it might've been his laptop. IPad.
1: Yeah. He was using his laptop. He had, um, I think, I can't remember what he had for a mic, but just like when I have, you know, guests like yourself on takeover Tuesday, some people use the microphone from their computer yeah. Some people use it yeah. on their phone something, and that's fine. Um, what ends up, what makes it better is like, you don't have to have a ton of soundproofing for, for doing what we do. If like you want to do a right. professional, like when they go into the booth to record, like the voice for, for, for any of your animated stuff, that's a professional mm-hmm. booth. They need that yeah. as clean yeah. and crisp. What you're doing with podcasting is you can get away like the mic that Steve's using right now, pretty much takes out everything out of the room. Cause what they'll do is like, like mic like Steve's mic, you have to talk into one side of the mic. And you have, you have right. to keep it really close and it'll pick up his voice. Everything else in the room, like even his voice bouncing off the wall, doesn't make it into the mic. It's not sensitive enough to grab that. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. But my my point in the getting their levels on one track is now I, I chopped the top off of John's. I boosted up Steve's a little bit. Right. That's what dynamic volume is doing for you on the fly. When you, in, when you enable that on your receiver. It's taking the quieter sounds and boosting them up a little, and it's taking the top off the loud sounds and bringing them down. So now everything is, is more even and Mm -hmm. you don't have those big highs and big lows. But now when you try to go to reference level, the quieter Mm -hmm. scenes are going to be so much louder. The louder scenes that your speakers are supposed to be stopping here, but you've chopped everything off. So you're getting the, you're getting the meat of the sound is at reference level and that's not good. When as a normal explosion might peak out at like 105, 110 decibels for like a second, right in your room. And you're like, boom, whoa, I really, that was awesome. But if you're chopping that off and now raising everything up to 85, you know, to reference level, and it's Mm -hmm. like, boom, you're getting everything. Even the mid part that it's, it's hard to describe, but when you see it on a graph, you're like, oh, no kidding!" you. Like imagine a hairy meatball, right? Yeah. But you yeah, chopped yeah. off all the little nice stuff off the top. And now you're just getting the main meat as loud as you can possibly get it. And you're like, what the hell? How do you listen to reference?
2: It's, yeah, it's completely it different. Like, I think so. some movies I watched, like the score, it, mm. it felt like it, when they played the music, it was like 10, 15 decibels higher. And I was like, oh my God, how, how is this even <laughs> a thing? It's like I started hating scores. I I was like I wanted to watch movies that didn't have all this musical and I was like, "Oh my god, but now when you when you when you have it set right, you're like, "Oh, yeah, this is what this is what I've been missing." And yeah. I always thought I wasn't going to ever get that because so I purchased uh two Paradigm speakers off like, you know, Facebook Marketplace. Some guy was getting rid of it, and they're heavy. They're old school yeah. and just like kind of bassy. But I was like, oh my god, Paradigm, you're you're getting a great name. So I bought them, and those were the they to this day have always been my left and front, uh, my left and and right. Mm-hmm. And then I bought my S V S Ultra, and I was, you know, back in then I used to hear, oh well, if they're not the same, you know, you're not going to hear the panning properly. It's just not going to be. I was like, oh man, am I missing out on something? That you know, the FOMO started kicking in, and I was like, well, you know what? It is what it is until I decide to get rid of these paradigms and I'll go pick up some ultras or something, then, then maybe I'll hear the difference. But I mean, I, I enjoy it. I, I'm kind of like most of your listeners, you know, that we just kind of put a couple things together and, and we enjoy it because I remember you yeah. mentioning it home theater experience is what you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be great to, to, you know, have the latest and greatest, but you'll never have the latest and greatest, especially, you know, cause there's always something coming out. You know, I think somebody made a comment about the TV, Mm -hmm. you know, how do you, how do you, you know, how can you upgrade TVs every year or something like cell phones almost? And it's like, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. You can't, you can't. And it's like, I mean, 4k was out for the longest time before I was able to get mine and you're like, especially in the theater, right. To get a, get a projector. It's like when, when new formats come out, what's (laughs) kind of nice about the 8k is that's been out for so long but we're also past, <clears throat> I think we're past the, especially with video, we're past the perception. We, we can't, yeah. anything from here on out, I don't know how much we're going to be able to perceive. So right. the 8Ks have been out for a while. The prices are coming down and we still don't have any content, right? right <laughs> it's like right, so, right, right. so it's a little bit easier to adopt and you might buy an 8K TV, but you're not really utilizing the 8K part of it. Um, yeah, especially if you're getting something. I, I mean, I, I just I go back to back when 4K first came out and what a big deal it was. And then like I remember telling people like anything under 65, 70 inches, the pixels themselves. And now this is before HDR, but the pixels right. themselves you can't discern that you you need to be right up to that thing to see the pixels difference between a, a 1080 and a 4k anything smaller than 65 inches say um yeah. now 8k forget about it you get anything and yeah. you know 8k might be nice if you're going to you know maybe 10 years from now 8k projectors and you're doing 150 inch image maybe it's a little clearer, a little bit clear but it's not that much of a difference you know it's yeah. not pixel wise because that's what that's all that matters now hdr I've said it a million times. I'm like, can we improve on that? How are we going to get a better version of that? That's where I think we're going to see the, um, the big difference. That's where it can. We, I, you can't get deeper blacks and you can't get brighter brights. Um, Bright. well, I suppose you could get brighter brights cause you could go 20,000. But yeah, but yeah, you can't, that, but yeah. you can only go so low with black, black is black. Right. right? So we're right. there right. on that, um, with OLEDs and stuff like that. Now how quickly we can grade that off. Like, like what an OLED does, you know, I, I don't know. I, it's, I I don't, who knows where it's going because I have no idea. I, I can't even imagine literally not, not saying that phrase. I can't even imagine how we can make things look because things already look hyper real now. You know what I mean? Like yeah, yeah. you do some of the stuff with your televisions nowadays and you're like, that doesn't look real. It looks beyond fake right yeah. you're like yeah, yeah. so like getting into frame you know steve doesn't like high frame rate right <laughs> yeah. you know and, and i get that because it's it it feels unnatural but 24 right. frames is unnatural that's not the way the real world looks right yeah
2: yeah and i, I always question that why i think it was lower wasn't it lower than 24 and then somebody just i guess no I don't know, who decided to make it 24
1: it was 20, they It was an algorithm back. I can't remember how I've been over it so many times. I just don't have a memory like, like Steve does or like most people. (laughs) Um, but it was to save money. That's really what it was. Uh, They went down to 24 frames because that was the line where your eye can't really perceive the difference. Like it it still looks like a motion. So if you have 20, you go anything below 24 frames per second, you're, you're going to notice the judder. Okay, you, right, right, right. you take a, so if you went to 20 frames, 10 frames, just like the flip book when you were a kid, right? So that's basically what they did is they kept, they kept backing off until you couldn't tell the difference anymore. And it was to save, like, how low can we go how, with and still have a quality image? And it was 24 frames and that was it. It was just to save money because they pay in per frame, right? Every, everything right. you do in film is based, especially back then, not digital, But back then everything was based off of the frames, the longer, the more frames you had, the longer reel you had, the more film stock it took and all of that, the digital age, all that goes out the window. So that was the only reason, right? Now, if money was no object or that wasn't a problem, they probably would have gone with something more like 60 frames or maybe 30 frames, something more lifelike, a little bit closer, right? Um, right. So who knows? And then now they like, have movies at thirty frames. Yeah, we do. We do them now. They've done them now. Or oh, I, okay. I digitally. the a, a lot of stuff is shot that way. Thirty yeah. frames a second, sixty frames a second, and we're doing. So, Uh, what was um, what you call it was in forty eight, um, Avatar: The Way of Water. Yeah, that's yeah, in forty eight.
2: Yeah, so, so that's got to obviously look maybe a little more realistic than Gemini Uh man. Cause wasn't Gemini was like at 60 or something like that.
1: 60.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's just sick.
1: It's just, I love it. It's just the detail because there's no blur. Right. And in real life you get blur, you know, just me scanning, like the way our eyes work. Okay. So like, you know, when the doctor does your eye test like this and you have to follow, Mm -hmm. well, What it's doing, like, if you were to scan around the room, you think you're scanning, you probably know this from everything, but your, your history. But when you scan around the room, your eye doesn't scan smoothly. Your eye goes boom, boom. It goes from dot to dot, to dot, to dot, all the way across. You feel like you're scanning nice and smooth, but your eye is actually going in sections, right? Yeah. Well, when you do 60 frames per 2nd you're sitting there, you're staring straight ahead. Your eyes are looking, but the thing starts panning and it's completely unnatural because now you're, the camera is panning, but you're not doing the dot to dot to dot to dot. Right. So yeah, you, yeah. you get a natural blur cause your eye jumps from spot to spot to spot. And now you're not getting that. So it's like, you're like, what the hell? This isn't how I see the world. And yeah, it, yeah. it's same with 3d. 3d in the movies is like, it's weird because it's, it it's, so, it's hyper real. It's like in real life, it doesn't feel like that, you know, and yeah. it's, but I don't know how kinda, do you m- I
2: make kinda, things real. I miss my three, I miss my 3d, uh, TV. I, it, it just, it went bad on me and, you know, I had oh. a warranty and, you know, it was like, I had a, a blu-ray player to be able to do the 3d. And I was like, I bought, you know, a few movies. as a matter of fact, I still have them. And I was like, oh man, I kind of missed that. I wish, you know, I wish I would've you know, they would have had that TV back in the day, but I guess they kind of went away with it. Or, I mean, they, they don't make them anymore. Do they
1: not yeah. televisions that I know of yeah. projectors still come out with it. Um, the, the new, I, I only know this cause I'm looking at the new line of Sony's, uh, um, right. the lowest Sony projector, the laser one, the 5,000, that doesn't have 3d, but the 6,000 does. So that's the, you know, the higher end, the better processing and everything, but that's about the only way you can find 3d nowadays, which, and to be fair, it's kind of, unless, I mean, I guess the 75, 85 inch televisions is is still a pretty good 3d experience if you're sitting close enough to it, but I love, like, I still have it in my theater. I haven't used it in a while when avatar comes out, I'll probably, that'll probably be the next one at the way of water. When that comes out on 3d, I'll watch that in yeah. my theater, compare it to the 4k. Um, looking forward to it too. Uh, yeah, yeah. Cause that was, it is, it's different. It's different technology. It's like hyper real looks really good. Um, what did you think of Gemini man?
2: Did- um, it was, it was weird, but it was, weird because i hadn't seen that was actually my first movie ever seen in high frame rate so uh, okay. i can un, yeah i can understand why you know people are like eh, you know pro, pro or con about it um i think i you know i i enjoyed it the sound was cool you know it's just yeah it, it was just weird to see it but you know once you see it but it's like when like uh you know when steve mentioned the people he went with they didn't even notice <laughs> but he's there having a heart attack saying, "Oh my god, I can see this. I can." This. Right? Because his trained eye, you know, yeah. he's been watching movies yeah. for so long. But the average Joe Schmo, well, I mean, they might not even notice it, That's you know, like sometimes it's clear. Pres- Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Or sometimes I, you know, I, there were times where I watched movies and I I didn't even notice that it would uh switch the the aspect, aspect ratio. ratio. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I'm like yeah. It,
2: they do it so quick and it's like you're so involved in the movie, you're like yeah. you never even noticed until someone talks about it, you're like, Oh my God, really? So it's like when you guys talk about, you know, certain, certain movies or or you mention the part, it's like, wait, I got that movie. Let me go put that on real quick, you know, and (laughs) or sure, or sure enough, I got to, I'll go out and buy the movie because, you know, you mentioned one point or you mentioned a scene or a sound or something. And you're like, well well, damn i don't want to be the only one that doesn't know what they're talking about here i am amazon let me order the movie (laughs) yeah
1: oh yeah and it's exactly and you're like what was actually you know the first movie i watched with uh variable aspect ratio a lot of people uh, i i bet a lot of people are guessing right now and they're probably guessing wrong and it's Uh, what, what do you got so most people are probably guessing The Dark Knight, right? Cuz that okay. was the most the Christopher Nolan the first movie yeah. that had the the big, you know, it it went back and forth to the large screen to, you know, to the 240. Yeah. It was a special edition of I believe it was the first, it was either the first or the second Transformers movie. And they had that Remember the Transformers movie when he battles yeah. in the woods? When Optimus battled, I think it's Megatron in the woods and it was, it was a special Walmart version that I'd read about and you had to go to Walmart and buy this and when it got to that scene, it went boom and opened up and filled your screen and I went, I went to my Walmart and I grabbed that one, came home, threw it in. I was like, oh my God. And it was like, it, it was the same thing. It filled like the, it was the IMAX size screen. And that, that was the first time I did it. Now, all I did was just watch that scene. I'm like, oh, this, and it looks so good. You're like, oh, cause it's like <laughs> you're using your whole screen instead of having the black but you know, having the, you know, two forty to one look.
2: So, yeah. Yeah. I, one, I don't know. I've, I've always loved those transformer movies. Some people are like, yeah, but I, just, oh, I love, I him. love Michael Bay. I love Michael Bay. Yeah. He's just he's awesome. He, I mean, he literally. I mean, yeah, there might've been other, you know, directors out there that brought the boom, but man, when he really brought the, when the first Transformer, uh, you know, trailer came out everybody's like, Oh, you yeah. know, everyone grew up you know, with Transformers oh, yeah. and the toys, not in the cartoon. it's like, Oh man, this is awesome. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. That Yeah. Like you said, when that first movie came out and then they had, when you heard Optimus's voice oh, in the trailer yeah, and you're like,
0: <laughs> it's him it's yeah, him you awesome. were like
1: oh awesome. it was so good and and then seeing that and remember in the first one the the camaro and you see bumblebee, yeah. oh, that fir- bumblebee that first yeah. that it was at the time it was the prototype camaro we yeah. hadn't even seen yeah. that camaro yeah. before right oh. and you're like
2: oh it's but that's, they started that yeah that's how they actually the, the companies did their commercials yeah instead of doing commercials, they just pop it in a movie you're oh like, yeah oh, oh, that is awesome and then you you know you went out and looked at it and you're like oh my god and then when you saw the first bumblebee on the street you're like oh. you you never say oh look at the yellow camaro it was always no. oh look at bumblebee
1: yeah that's bumblebee yeah. that was bumblebee <laughs> and then i think they even came out with the bumblebee edition with the right stripes on it oh, and really think oh yeah um and I remember when that movie came out, there were like five of those cars in existence on the set. Oh, wow. And they had to be like careful with them and everything. They had stunt ones that they could bang up and stuff. But then they had like the the pristine, beautiful ones that I think they had like five of them or something like that. And that's, those are the only ones that existed. They were like the, yeah. the one-offs for, for the movie. And then obviously the car came out a year later. And next thing you know, here we are today. Everybody's got one. It's yeah, like, yeah, those Camaros are everywhere. <laughs> but um,
2: you know, you know it's interesting you mentioned that because when I talk about Transformers, that's always been like a thing of mine to try to go to those places where they actually filmed. Mm. So, in Chicago, you know when they filmed Transformers, um, I would go back to those locations. And I know my sister was on scene one time, and she took pictures of like you know the the props and so forth. So that was always cool. Um, the first one I actually enjoyed was the crow, the Brandon Lee. one. Yeah. Yeah. I love that movie. So they, they filmed uh, a scene in a bowling alley that's literally in my neighborhood. In oh, Chicago. wow. And, you know, I was like, oh my God, this is where they actually filmed the movie. And then I did a, a speaking event in, uh, I was in, in Iowa. And sure enough, I rented a car and I went to go see field of dreams you know, the actual field. Oh, wow. It's like, oh, just, you know, I, I literally went into the cornfield and, and popped out, you know, I was yeah. like, this, this is pretty cool. I've always, I've always been intrigued of trying to go visit where they actually, you know, filmed stuff. And, um, obviously it looks different from, you know, most things look different because of all the sets that they put up and so forth. But my bucket list is to go, um, I think it is, is it Greece where they filmed game of Thrones? Um, uh, where she was, what was that scene where she's walking and you know saying, uh, "Shame, shame"? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah I, yeah. I think I'm not sure if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, you know, people talk about that as well, and so you know, you got actual people on YouTube that actually do that. They'll go and and go hang out or or walk the same spot or you know yeah. where, they, where they film. So that, that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, that's I- so many great spots, so many great things to see. I've always wanted. My bucket list for travel, and I'm not a traveler. I, I'm like, I'm a hermit practically. I, it's like, I, I'd be just as content. Like we've been to Aruba and I'm like, that's where I want to go all the time. It yeah. we like, well, don't you want to try anywhere else? Why? It's just like any other tropical place. I'm like, it's either going to be just as good or worse. I'm like, I, yeah. what am I going to do? How do you improve off of no rain? No, nothing. You just sit on the beach, drink and go to bed yeah. <laughs> how do you improve on that right i can't yeah. that's what i want to do that you can't improve on that so they're like yeah, yeah but you can do that here yep yeah, but i can do it there and i know what if i go to someplace else and it's not as good then i'm gonna be True. mad i didn't do that in the first place right Ooh, so yeah. i was lucky i found aruba um but <laughs> anyways no my travel where i would like to go and you know i just want to see the pyramids i'd love to go ah. to egypt and just I mean, those uh, to me, and when I see them in movies, when I see movies like Stargate or even the opening to, um, uh, uh, fifth element, um, Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And you just see historical things that, you like they've been around for, you know, thousands of years. Transformer. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Transformers, same thing. It's like, you see all that stuff and just be like,
2: that's, you know, I, 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 I I like that, but I think, I felt a little disappointed because I literally thought those pyramids were like deep in the desert. Yeah. You know, you'd have to travel. And then when I actually literally saw that you literally turned behind you in the city's right there, you're like, Oh, okay.
1: Oh yeah. It was like, yeah. Like, Oh wow. Where, <laughs> wait, Oh wait, oh, right, right there. I can go get, uh, there's a bar. Yeah, thought, Look at that.
2: Yeah. I, thought, <laughs> <laughs> I just had to go buy camel and whatnot, yeah, I, you know, <laughs> three day ride to get to the pyramid. <laughs> You can probably get that Uber now. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you can do a drive-by
1: and an Uber. Yeah, it cost it cost me $30. I saw the pyramids. <laughs> oh, it's so disappointing. No. But yeah, just even just seeing it up close and being like I mean, the the thousands and thousands of, what is it? Uh Cleopatra's closer to Cleopatra's closer to the iPhone than she is to the pyramids. That's how old oh, the pyramids man. are that's too funny isn't it like she's like her age like she's closer to the advent of the iphone than she was to the pyramids <laughs> yeah. and it's like and you think she was around at the same time yeah right yeah, yeah. it's just it's crazy <laughs> it's crazy Oh.
2: so i have a question for you and your reference to your your morance your um because yeah. obviously you guys know i bought the svs the pb 3000s mm-hmm. and um in your Morant settings under bass, do you have it at zero and you just let the SVS handle mm-hmm. all the bass? Okay, that's no. what I thought. Because I tried that and it didn't sound like boomy or bassy. You know, I was like, so I mm-hmm. think I'm at like negative maybe nine or something. And it, depending if I'm frogging and there's no one else in the house, I can, you know, yeah. play, so play with that one. If I, if when I open
1: up, so when I ran my Odyssey, it told me the first step was to get my base even and get it right, within. Right. So you have, what do you have for a receiver? Do you have the the Marantz? The Marantz? Okay. Um, yeah. So, you know, when you, you start with the base and when Odyssey will be like, get it within this green yeah. in here. Right, right. So what I do is I, I have two two mm-hmm. subs, Y-split, out of one, It's they're just one sub uh i split them and then what I, I split the signal send it to both and then i set uh both subs to the same level okay i i level match them to so i think mine are both on like 2 cuz i have the 2000s okay. okay okay then everything from there the morantz takes over okay so that's so as far as my, my as as far as the morantz knows i have one subwoofer putting out this right. much volume okay so then hmm. from there, it's like, now the Morants will adjust it from, and I don't even remember what I, it might be at zero. I don't know what it's set at, to be Ooh, honest okay. with you. I'd have to, I can, it might be a, a minus or a plus, very slight. It's very close. Right. It's not too far down and it's not too far up because, uh, it's right around zero plus or minus maybe three uh, of what it oh, is wow. now. Um, so what, what it's probably doing. So like how many subs do you have two at the two yeah and are you running them out of the two different outputs or are you running one in a y
2: okay no just out of two different outputs
1: okay so are they both set to the same like are both your subs they're identical right the three thousands you said Mm -hmm. so are they both set the volume on those are they both set to the same
2: Yes. Okay. Uh, I use the app. So yeah, I know they're set the same. It's just, I kind of played with the, like adding the volume, the bass volume on the, on the Mm Moran's. And I think if, I think I was at minus like 11 or 12 and it's, you know, it sounds nice. But then I, one time I just went to like minus eight and it was Mm -hmm. like so much more bass and it was like, oh man. And that's a plus,
1: that's a plus five over what you were used to.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I'm
1: sorry. Plus three over what you, if you're at a minus 11, you just Mm -hmm. boosted at three DB, which is pretty big on bass, especially if you get it into some lower stuff. Um, that's a good boost. Um, I'll do like every now and then I'll, if I'm watching like a love, not love and thunder, but, um, Ragnarok, I'll boost that by three to five DB just on the bass section alone. Um, Right. Just on the LFE. Uh, I wish I had mine they didn't have pros when i bought my 2000s uh, mm-hmm. i wish i had that because i would boost it through that instead of the receiver that that would just be right. through the app you just hit you i just boost up my subs a little bit um yeah but yeah so are you getting do you- good do you have a problem with it or are you but, saying no, like no
2: I, I just kind of enjoyed the sound, but then when I went down to like that minus eight, it was like, oh my god, it's a different world. And it's kind of like the dynamic volume when it was set. When I turned it off, it's like, <laughs> oh my god, this is nicer. This is so much nicer. Yeah. That's why I always I'll, sometimes I'll tweet something about, oh, there goes the foundation again. <laughs> like yeah. George, the, like tweet this morning or something about, oh, the south east. Yeah, England Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was
1: watching uh, a Halloween watching- ends. I haven't seen it yeah, yet. I've, I've seen that. it. That's I right. haven't seen it on uh disc yet.
2: Really? So yeah. uh, I'm I'm curious. And see comments like that is gonna make me run over to Best Buy and buy the damn movie because it's like and now I need to see right. what yeah, what, you know, and feel, you know, sort of what he felt. And I think that's what a lot of us listeners wound up doing because, you know, you, you made us I mean, seriously, how do you did you did you even know how many people actually bought that that movie you you recommended? the uh,
1: Five twenty-five seventy-seven. Oh,
2: yeah yeah i've yeah, like, never seen that and it was like yeah it was like 30 was something so- people all at once <laughs> so like okay that was great it was great i was so intrigued about it some yeah. people didn't like about like oh my this yeah. is literally how how it all started yeah you
1: know? exactly like, for him yeah. and we that's what i liked about it talking to him and just being like it's now i'm not a filmmaker but, um, yeah. I, I grew up as an artist and so I get the idea. It's, you know, yeah. it's the same idea. You have a passion in your head. You got to get out there to people. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, it's like, that was fun. And that was, I remember saying a bunch of people commented, like, how does this feel? You know, that yeah. you're doing that, that this many yeah, yeah, people yeah. replied. And I'm like, look, I was like, it, it feels awesome to, to be honest. But, uh, but at the same time if it wasn't for the interaction that I have with everybody, with you guys, for everybody being so, so passionate back to me. Right. It's like, I'm just a reflection. I'm a one man reflection of you guys. Right. And now we're three men. Now we're a group. And that's why we are, we are, you know, it's, 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 it's all of us because it's, it's, we're all just, doing the same thing it's just but it's just a reflection back at you guys and for me and i I said almost to everybody that i replied back to about that i was like i wouldn't have done this two years ago maybe even a year ago i wouldn't have had the confidence because you don't want to put something out and get crickets right and be like hey everybody Ah. be like
2: Yeah. What does he know? You know, you'd rather get somebody at least commenting. Oh, it was horrible. Hey, but at least you listened. (laughs) Yeah, at least you listened.
1: And it's like, but and I have enough a track. I I think we all have enough a track record now that if somebody says something, you'd be like, I'll give it a shot. And we're like, I've spent money on worse, you know, or something like that. Oh yeah. (laughs) So and it was it it was fun to do. Um, and you know, there's like you said, it's like I don't. We're a small niche group. I mean, just yeah. home theater in general. And then there's us, then there's our group and we're growing and I get comments, I get new listeners every now and then that reach out and talk to me and be like, they'll, uh, email me. I've been listening for a year and I have never said anything. And we're like, Oh, Hey, thanks.
2: You know? And Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, was, I was like, I was in that same boat, you know, I was yeah. listening for a while. And, and, you know, but, uh, you know, one of my pet peeves on film, um, movies is because you know i do photography as well like on the side and and you know high-end equipment it's the focus and like with the older movies i i wonder if they manually focused to get it right <laughs> yeah because nowadays nowadays you know we have cameras that are so quick that they can auto focus you know my right. my, my son it's got a, a sensor in the eye that i pick up your eye and it, it'll always be sharp focus you know right and just how great technology has come but when i see a movie and it's like they zoom in and now that i have a you know an 86 inch tv it's like that's not focused that's not sharp <laughs> you yeah. know but they go with it it's like yeah when you guys were editing it did you not see that it wasn't sharp <laughs> did, could you not have re-taken yeah. that <laughs> But they, what
1: I like is that they're so good at it now that you'll have two characters talking and they'll be like three feet apart, but at an angle from each other to the camera. Right. So one's three feet away from the camera. The other one's, you know, five feet away from the camera and you know, they're both in frame and as the conversation goes on, the focus, like you were saying, will go, each person will blur if they're not talking. And I love that. And yeah. I think the way they do stuff like that now, it really, it, 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 it like really pulls you into the scene, makes you feel like you're there. Cause that's what it would be like in real life. Even though like just, I mean, two people could be standing next to each other. And if you're looking at one, the person to the side of that, the person you're not looking at is slightly out of focus. Cause they're in your peripheral. Right. Yeah. yeah so yeah. this stuff like that. And I think with the televisions we have today, they're so good. They're so yeah. clear that yeah. it enables you to be just slightly off focused and you're going to notice the difference, right? <laughs> and it's those, it's yeah. those little things that they're able to do now. Whereas 20 years ago, everything was out of focus. Everything oh God, was horrible yeah. because everything was the, the nuance couldn't be there because there was no nuance. You either could see it and, you know, go back 30, 40 years. And it's like, it was snowy <laughs> it's like <bad> yeah. reception. <laughs> You're like, uh oh. but, uh, but yeah, it's the little things you can do now that, that make a big difference that people like us, we'd see this stuff. Right. And it's yeah. like other people don't necessarily pick up on it. Um, yeah. like the podcast that's coming out, uh, this week, um, I talk about how to train your dragon too. And mm-hmm. they there was a, like from a lot of the movie dark. And I was mm-hmm. like, hmm, it's my projector bulb going and then all yeah, of a sudden yeah. something happened in the movie and it gets bright again. I noticed it. My wife did. Yeah. She noticed when it was bright. She goes, yeah, yeah, it is brighter. And I'm like, did you notice the change? She's like, no, but I was like paying attention, but it was, it was a mood setter throughout the movie that really paid off that for me, it paid off. I think for most people, it's kind of subliminal. <laughs> like the, they don't yeah. see it, they don't understand it. They just like, no, oh, okay, whatever. Or You're everything's like, un- women. Are
2: you not watching what I d- I'm? Watching.
1: All right, we're gonna watch it all over again. I got my notes. I'll tell you when to notice. <laughs> Come on. Uh,
2: <laughs> oh yeah. You no, know, one of my favorite uh, Boston movies because I guess you know we, we always talk about what. Well, we've mentioned a few things, what, what, uh, you know, what I've been through and so forth, but for, I guess a lot of the listeners, so I was a, a police officer mm-hmm. and I got injured at the club pulse shooting in Orlando. So the terrorists, he, you know, he, we were inside there for, you know, about two or three hours and, and he started shooting and, you know, just imagine the deafening sound of an AK, um, no, sorry, an AR in, inside mm-hmm. a, in Cole's place. So later (laughs) finding out that he gave praises to the two brothers that did the Boston marathon bombing. Yeah. And when I went to Boston to meet some of the survivors uh, from there, I met this amazing family um, that she actually comes out in the movie of the Patriot
0: Mm -hmm. Uh,
2: at the end. She's the one that sits down on the floor on the ground. And that's actually the finish line. uh, And Mm -hmm. and she's there with her, her daughter and her and her son. And she lost both her legs. So in that movie, they were, you know, where, where it panned, where I guess the, the finishing line is mm-hmm. one day we were walking through Boston and we'd had no idea. I was with my son and and one of the other uh, survivors uh, from club post. And my son looked over and says, dad, isn't this the store? And it was one of the stores where they they filmed inside. It was like a shoe store or something like that. And then we just, all three of us kind of like, it, it just felt like we had this cold rush and we're like, Oh my God, what, what was that? And then we look and then we see the, uh, isn't I think it's the library or something that was uh, there at that finish line. And we're like, wait a minute. Oh my God, this is exactly where they do the Boston marathon uh, at. And this is where one of the first explosions happened. Yeah. And so I, I've always loved that movie because of the relationship I have with, with the family from Boston. But then, just being there in Boston, I, I was like, "Oh my God, Boston's, I think it's like my third favorite city. You know, I have Chicago, I have Washington, and then, uh, and then I have Boston. It's like so much to see and do in Boston. And mm. do you notice how many people run in that damn place <laughs> in the marathon? It, no, in, in, in oh. the city. Oh, in the city? Yeah, it's crazy. It's like it's like they're they're training <laughs> just to go do that Boston marathon. I didn't know it was such a huge event there. oh around here
1: it's the marathon what's what's kind of the running joke now is pre-2013 when the when Mm -hmm. the bombing happened it was a joke in uh, to Mm -hmm. us right it's like sports radio everybody would be joking about like oh my god here we go the marathon it's like because they hype it up around here as a big deal runners it's a big deal to get it my sister ran in it one year um for uh for my dad she did it for yeah. for Dana Faber uh my dad had cancer and you know went through the Dana Faber process and everything so she was like I'm going to do this and right. so she ran it that year so the whole family chased her along the you know we we get in the car go to the next spot and you'd go all the way through to town but it was a bit. We, everybody around here knows somebody that's running it or wants to run in it and wants to do all, you know, whatever. It is a big deal around here. But we always, but like sports radio and, you know, the joke was like, oh, here we go. Oh, it's a traffic nightmare because you can't yeah, go places. America, I mean, it yeah. literally, you know, bisects the state from like 495, that's the highway, and 495 yeah. into town, right? It, it, you can't cross over there's wow. it's so the police you know like um my my in-laws my mother-in-law grew up at the starting line so oh, her okay. parents had a house right at the starting line and when i was first dating her we used to go they you'd have to get to their house at like 6 30 in the morning 6 six thirty 30 in the morning because they closed the town down you couldn't get into hopkington So we'd Mm -hmm. go there and they had big breakfast and everything. You'd hang out. And we, I watched so many marathons from there, from, from the start line, from the time I was like 18 till probably in my, almost my thirties. And, um, but anyways, but for the most part, it's a hassle and the people, you know, Uh you take it for granted, but since 2013, it's a big flip, big flip. The whole, it's like, you know, it's one of those like we used to crap on the Boston marathon kind of like yeah. you crap on your little brother. Right. Yeah, be yeah. Like yeah, you make yeah. fun of him, you do this. But then when that happened, you're like, no, 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 I can crap on yeah. my little brother, but you can't, <laughs> it's like, Yeah, you
0: can't. You yeah. know,
1: like- and that, that was it, it. So ever since then, it's, it's big difference. Um, which I think is funny because I'm like, I always liked it. I always had, a, yeah. I was interested in it and stuff, but then, but now everybody <sighs> loves it. It's taken on another level. Um, And this is the 10 year
2: year anniversary of it. So Mm -hmm. Um, what's your favorite Boston, uh, movie filmed in Boston or around that Boston area? You have so many, Yeah, what in town that was always, yeah. uh, Yeah.
1: The town we talked about, we just talked about this recently. Um, yeah, probably it was probably, um, well, town um and um what was the other one we talked about um it was in, with Nicholson, Martin, of
2: course, yeah. yeah
1: it's um begins with a d
2: yeah I, everyone's just, saying right now
1: i know everybody's <laughs> yelling at me right now but those are good um, departed departed there you go yeah. i knew it was a d yeah. um yeah. but then i always and i talked about this then is blown away um I really I had a lot of fun with that one on Laser Disc and that's Jeff Bridges um it, it, he uh he's a Boston marathon uh bomb expert. He works for the oh, really? bomb department for um Boston um, uh uh-huh. and diffusing bombs, but he's comes from Ireland. He's faking his accent, not in the movie, I mean the character in the yeah. movie is Yeah yeah. um because he was part of the uh I think it was the uh NRA or whatever oh, in Ireland yeah. and, uh, whatever they call it over there, not national rifle association, but, um, but yeah. So, uh, Tommy Lee Jones is his nemesis. They knew each other when they were kids, they, blah, blah, blah. And it's the whole thing. And it, they, they blew stuff up in Boston for that. I actually like the movie. It's pretty good.
2: Was um, it called blown away?
0: Yeah.
1: It's called okay. blown away. It's Phil it, pretty much the entire thing was shot in Boston um in the 80s or 90s or what 90s uh 90s? yeah let me i'll look it up here um yeah. Uh, but yeah he uh I, I that one to me is probably the first one i go to but then they've made better movies since then but yeah. um in boston obviously uh let's see not the 1993 one with cory Heyman, nicole eggert uh this one <laughs> that one's I can't even remember what that one was about. Um, blown away was 1994. Okay. Um, yeah. Jeff Bridges, Tommy Lee Jones, um, Lloyd Bridges plays his plays. Jeff Bridges father in the movie. Um, Forest Whitaker's in it. It's really, I, it, especially for a home theater movie. It's pretty good. It's Pretty good. Yeah. I haven't seen it in years. I should see if that one's on Kaleidoscape because that it's a fun <laughs> movie. It's a fun movie.
2: Uh, uh, you 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 blow me away with your kaleidoscape and and uh purchasing of you know the same movie <laughs> it's uh, just because of you know it came out on laser disc and then dvd and then blu-ray and then 4k and then, you're like, doing it this
1: long you're gonna yeah. be you're gonna go through things and like <laughs> and, and that's why i laugh at people like 4k physical media is the best it's forever really i got a lot <laughs> of stuff that's not forever and it's physical <laughs> I'm like, trust, <laughs> trust me, physical media is no more forever than digital. It isn't, yeah. you know,
2: it's, uh, it's hilarious.
1: <laughs> you know, if anything, I think it, for people like they can never do it, they can never take it away from you. No, they, they don't have to take it away from you. You just make it obsolete. And then yeah, you're like, I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, I still own my laser discs, <laughs> but you're not going to watch them. They look like crap yeah. compared to what we have. <laughs> you know, yeah. but, uh, but digital, look at what iTunes is doing. You buy a digital, <laughs> you get it on digital iTunes. They yeah. just keep upgrading it for you. So oh, it actually, true, yeah. it, it's, it's more future proof. Now, if iTunes goes under, well, yeah, it's the same thing as if your disc becomes obsolete, you know? So, yeah.
2: You know, it's crazy. I saw the, that YouTube, uh, video and the were talking about the AK, uh, Streaming it wirelessly through, uh, who was it? It was, uh, was it Ralph Potts or. Oh, streaming got,
1: uh, 8k wirelessly.
2: Yeah. They were talking about, uh, you know, how, I I don't know from what part to what part, but just the, the just imagine the amount of bandwidth that's, mm. that's taking over. And it's like, if, if they're already touching that, I mean, streaming has to, it, it's just going to get better and better with, with, you know, maybe they won't. Uh, sacrifice audio as much but I mean just the technology is just getting a lot better and you know I'm pretty pretty excited about it being in this you know side of it opposed to you know the early 80s and you know it's like uh, but that back then that was that was elite to us as well you know but now it's just like we're so it's like I I think I tweeted one time uh, not too long ago about you know, I, I, I respect and I love the older movies, but man, I'm just so spoiled with, you know, watching 4K stuff, you know, yeah. it's just like, man, this is, this is gorgeous. And how you mentioned, can AK be any better? It's like, yeah, well, I mean, my eyes can see 4K. I, heck, who who would have thought from 1080p to 4K or, you know, from 1080p to what is it? 1440p, you know, you can, you can see a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah it's just getting better and better. I love it. Yeah. It's, but that there
1: is a difference there, but now you're getting, especially with the size, the bigger you get, the more it's more <clears throat> noticeable it is. Um, yeah. but not, like I said, we're getting to the pa- point of perception here. And it's, I think I keep saying where the, the K's are going to come in 8k, 16k, mm-hmm uh in and from there it's going to be more on the other side of the of the movie it's going to be on the camera lenses and stuff because yeah i agree now it's like like i like to shoot like if if i'm going to shoot something i can i like to shoot it in 4k and then i produce it in 1080 but now i can zoom in Right and right. Make, and I can yep. have cam one camera one shot and it can look like it's three different cameras because I come in zoom in zoom out do this and everything stays clear right yeah so I yeah. think that's where that's gonna they can shoot in eight K and then they produce it in four K but you can zoom in twice as much and still have the clarity of four K all the way through right so yeah um,
0: yeah that's where that's, I think I love that
1: gonna, yeah that's where I think it's going to make a big difference as far as us on the other end. Uh, going past 8k is going to be ridiculous it's there's nothing there there's literally nothing there you're not going to be able to perceive any difference
0: yeah Um, yeah
1: but but yeah so um
2: uh, when were you up here in boston what year was that um i want to say it was about maybe
1: before the pandemic
2: right uh yeah, yeah 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 Yeah, it was definitely before the pandemic. Um, So we got flown out to do a photo shoot. And what we did was um, we grabbed, we invited a lot of people from different uh, natural, uh, these like terrorist attacks that occurred. Um, Mm. So we had a couple parents from the Parkland shooting, the high school down here in in Florida. Um, We had people from Vegas come out. For that Vegas shooting, we had people from Texas, uh, the, the shooting down in Texas, um, people from California. Um, so we we all kind of gathered together and we did kind of like a, a spread, a photo shoot of, um, who, you know who also did it? Uh, Stuart Scott. Remember the old yep. uh, ESPN? Alan? Yeah. So before he passed away, uh, they did a, a shoot like that. And it was the same guy. And so mm-hmm. his motto is... He, he, uh, kind of makes you cross your arms and then he'll write a little saying on your, Mm -hmm. on your, uh, your forearm. And then what it is, it's just like a a quick blur and, and then it makes you want to go read their, that individual story. Mm -hmm. And so, uh, it was a great time. Uh, we got to stay in Boston for like two or three days and then I got to walk around Boston and then, you know, just, oh my God, I just love that city. It's just, it's unbelievable. Um, there's so much history and uh i think i was we did south boston uh mm. did north boston i don't know what north what end divide. yeah yeah north end called the north yeah.
1: end yeah now southie north end there's no real divide it's not like you there's a line <laughs> yeah you walk yeah, yeah. around but it's it's funny when you come here and it's like where where do you go it's like ara was just here and they did the whole tour thing and uh it's just, it, it is, there is a ton of history here, um, which is pretty cool. We take it for granted growing up here, you know, but yeah. then you talk to people that aren't from around here and they're like, do you have this? Oh yeah. Uh-huh.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. Uh, I, 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 I enjoyed it. I, I really, I really enjoyed it. Uh, I would like to try it again in the summertime. Cause I think we went, it was, it was, it, it might've been November or so. So it was, it was oh. getting kind of cold and so forth. So, but, uh, yeah, man, we just noticed a lot of people running no matter how cold it is, just people running all over i was like wow that's they must literally take their marathon uh seriously
1: yeah yeah you got yeah well you got to train year round for that stuff especially i mean they run the marathon in april and you have no idea what you're getting you could get 90 degrees you could get 30 you know yeah. around here yeah. so they train you train year round for stuff like that um i've i've run half marathons and stuff and as part of Ironman man stuff but never a whole marathon um just didn't have the time i always wanted to do it but and that's it's hard to get into too the marathon's really hard to get into you have to be a part of something like my sister did it through dana fiber and she had to raise a ton of money to do it which is good because it gets so many people want to do it so a lot of money gets raised through it too yeah but yeah um i'll be talking more about the marathon in april because i'm gonna have uh Uh, my friend don so that i told you about before but yeah uh, yeah yeah i think think you met her
2: i think you i i might have i might have yeah probably did but
1: yeah yeah. i'm gonna have her on that's gonna be our donation for for april um oh cool yeah so i'm kind of i'm i'm looking forward to it but you know it's one of those like you know kind of like saving private ryan's not something you look forward to but you kind of
2: you know, yeah.
1: it's like, it's something that's, that's going to be uh, pretty important to me. So, oh. yeah,
2: I know it's like, um, when I made, you know, these documentaries, they'll, they'll ask, it's like, Hey, what, you know, uh, where are you, you know, where is it? You know, and, and not, not to plug it for that director or not, but it's like, um, well, you know, if you have Amazon prime, it, you know, it's there and, and they would go watch it. And then they would reach back out to me and they'd be like, Oh my God, Omar, I had no idea you went through that and so forth. And I was like, hmm. You know, I I appreciate it because it feels good talking about it, but then you know you kind of bring up like the horror and the horrific, and it's like those first couple of nights you're like, oh my god, now I gotta go try to go to sleep, and then you know, dealt with that for so many years, it's like ah, but I think one of the best things, time is one of the best teachers. You know, one the, you you learn a lot and from just letting time happen, and then being around you know friends and so forth. And I remember, I think. I I don't remember when I actually started, you know, listening to, well, how long has your podcast been out? Three years,
1: just over three years. years.
2: It was three years back in November. Okay. Yeah. So that was, yeah, I started in 2019. Okay. Yeah. And back then, that was three years after pulse. And I think at that time it was, I was kind of like, now a lot easier with it and finding you know a place to go hide and that would be my movies you know i remember when i met steve um not not personally but you know reaching out to him it might have been through 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 twitter at one time because i lost account um it, it got yeah. hacked somehow and then because i remember you mentioned that y'all you know omar's been on and off but yeah you, know, you were like disappeared for a little while and i was like yeah, oh was, he's back it was gone, gone. I and mean, then i couldn't remember you yeah. know the names of, you know i was like oh but then i just kept typing home theater and i just had to you know started following home theater stuff and then boom sure enough you popped up in and george and, and you know i was like oh okay well you know i'll finally be back on but yeah just it, it, my account got hacked and it's like i couldn't I couldn't get it back. And, and it was like, oh, well, here it goes. I guess I got to, you know, open up a new account and it's, it's kind of bummed. But yeah, that was that was my, like, my safe place of just enjoying my me time, you know, with, yeah. with the movies and so forth. And that, that's why I just, I wanted to invest more money into it. And hopefully one day I'll have my, you know, my home theater because we have this garage and it's, uh, we have, so I have a jet ski. So it's kind of like buried in this, so it's a two car garage, but it's technically almost a two and a half car garage. So you can put another car there and that's where I have my jet And one day when I eventually, you know, get older, and I can't ride a damn thing. I'll, I'll sell it and just kind of like make that into a room. And I don't know, maybe it'll be a little longer And I think what, what Steve mentioned his room is, uh, mm-hmm. cause I seen pictures of how made his, you know, like, uh, it looked like a little garage or some sort. Yeah. Well, it's a garage, made, huh? Yeah. Yeah made into his home theater and I'll eventually wind up doing that and then kind of like do it from scratch you know I know where I'm gonna put my wires because I know you mentioned a comment I think on the last uh takeover Tuesday of where you know I need to know where you're dropping these cables at right now yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like I don't know
1: <laughs> yeah that's yeah that's what yeah Greg was saying because he had yeah, an Greg installer and they're like where are you gonna put it I need to know this I need to know that and I'm yeah, like yeah that's why I kind of <laughs> like to do that stuff myself like I'll have it yeah. electrically wired for it, yeah. you know, for code and everything, but then everything else I'm going to do myself. Cause I just, you know, I'll run either conduit or I'll have specific alleyways built into the yeah. place so that I can run stuff in the future. Cause you never know what's going to have it happen yeah. in the
2: future. So you really put a lot of, a lot of thought into your, what, what your, your new home theater place when, I mean, is if you got the blessing from the missus say, Hey, this is yours, <laughs> do whatever you want.
1: <laughs> I get the downstairs. She's like,
2: yeah. <laughs> I mean, I got
1: it here. Like when we moved into this house, <laughs> I wish, I wish we had like iPhones back then, because I mean, we moved in here, the uh, December like 5th, 2001. And it was like December 6th. There was an outline on the wall on where the TV was going to go. <laughs> it was like, and a month and a half, like six weeks later, the room was done. I had the room that I'm in right now, it was done and we watched the Super Bowl in there. So it's like, that was from scratch. I built it. So now I'm going to be building as we go. I should, and I I've learned a lot more, like a ton more. So like you said, putting a lot of thought into it, thinking about it every day, every day. And I have been thinking about it every day. That's, you know, I'm, I'm, I got nothing to do and I'm like, I'm, or I'm working. I'm like, just, I think, Oh, what about this idea? Different ways of soundproofing, different ways of doing this. So yeah, it's all I think about. It's like,
0: yeah. yeah.
2: That's something I'll be looking into the soundproofing. Cause if I do wind up making uh, my garage into a a home theater, cubby hole or so, I mean, I've seen people put like two sheets of drywall and you know, I don't know if that's, I mean, I don't even, I'll probably just, when I'm in that, time in my life to do it out you know there, there'll be more scientific or more you know better sound cooking yeah. way of doing it and you know and that's the best way the to key. do
1: it is to just keep it and this this is what i learned the hard way it's like i did the two sheets of drywall um and that's not enough i didn't no. when i built mine i didn't know anything about green glue i don't know if that even existed that might have helped might help my situation a little bit more right a little bit but my house rocks but the the whole house but that's because everything's connected the most important thing you can do is disconnect disconnect every a room within a room or like if you're in a garage you build that room in the garage the sound might leak out of that room but it's not really going to travel further out of that garage much Right. right yeah that
2: makes sense yeah so
1: that's the biggest thing you can do whereas if you just use the sidewall or say your garage has a wall that's attached to the house and you use that as yeah. a wall. If that yeah. wall vibrates, everything on the other <laughs> side of it's going to vibrate. So if you can yeah. just have like, even if it's just like a quarter inch between that wall and the next wall, you know, the the studs just have that. And it's, that's enough to get, it'll turn it into a muffle instead of a boom, yeah. boom, boom,
0: boom, boom. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, that's
1: that's basically what I'm going for, and then I'll do the drywall. You know, I won't double drywall, but I'll do the green glue against that to just to keep things a little bit even more quiet. But
2: yeah, what's your what's your your ETA on you? You you guys are looking for land? You guys bought? We have land. Okay,
1: we have land. I'm in the pride I just walked it today. I was just walking the land today, Um, and. Uh, we're supposed to be now the way we're doing it is that it's a construction loan on the land. Okay. So okay. you have to, you have to have 30, you have to own 30% of the land equity, and then they'll gotcha. give you the construction loan and 20% of, you know, they'll finance up to 80% of the entire property. Okay. okay you cool. see what I mean? So yeah, yeah, yeah. we're supposed to close on March 31st. Now that's, I've got some wetlands. I got to go through conservation. I got to do through the town and it's all going to, now I can't close until I get everything back from the town, the approval of the go ahead. Right. So the town gives me back my information. Then I go and go, okay, we're ready to go. We close. If I, I mean, if I had the bulldozers, we'd be ready to go next day. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So now I've got a, but I can start scheduling. Once I know I got to get plans back, my septic, I'm going to make phone calls tomorrow. I got, uh, from the septic, you know, my engineer, I got to get stuff from them. And then I also got to get my house plans back. We should be getting those in the you know, next week or so. Cool. And then, so hopefully March 31st, if everything goes on time, we close then. And then I just start, I can start building as soon as I can get people there to do foundations and stuff like that. So we're hoping to be in this year, but you never know. It depends yeah. on everybody else's schedule, you know? Right. You know, I'm doing a lot myself, but I'm also going to be dependent on other people too. So yeah, just like anything
2: else. Well, you, yeah. You'll save a lot of money doing a lot of the stuff on your, I know that. Well, yeah. Being the contractor, it's, you know,
1: it's 10 to 10 to 20% right there.
2: Yeah. Ouch.
1: That's what they make. And it's like they they make that and then on top of that I'm going to be doing some of the work. And that's why I said I'm like <laughs> yeah. I, I some of the work I'm probably doing half. I'm doing all finished work myself. All finished yeah. carpentry myself. I'm framing it helping my my brother-in-law's a framer so okay. I'm I'm going to be one of his employees so I'm doing that. Nice. Um decking I do all myself so Painting, staining, woodworking—all of that myself. So probably more than fifty percent of it myself.
2: That's awesome, man! I wish people can see the, the the amazing picture you have behind yourself, behind you. Oh yeah,
1: you can see it in the YouTube videos. <laughs> That—that's the uh, one. Yeah. That's it's a little. I'm standing up at my desk right now. Yeah, so I love that. that, that, that that's, that's what it reminded. Disc plates. Disc plate. Yeah. Yeah, I'm never not Is a there, sponsor. I, I don't. <laughs> they don't even know I exist. <laughs> I just buy the every,
2: <laughs> every time I see Star Wars, that's it. That's that's where, you know, it yeah. reminds me of you. The, your love for that that movie. It's like, wow. Yeah, I'm the only one. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, technically, yeah. Uh yeah, me and George, you know, we're, we're yeah. like this. You know, he loves yeah. it. Yeah. No, I know it's I uh it's it's one of those things that it's like I don't know, it just hit me everywhere. For, from it hit when I was the a right kid.
2: time of your childhood yeah that's yeah same, but it, it like
1: hit every part like i'm i'm an artist but at the same time i read popular mechanics right so like i love <laughs> i love tech i love yeah. reading about technology i loved all that stuff so and then like how do you make that fantasy movie that's like yeah uh, so like the writing of that, the idea of that, how do you, come, you're coming up with Darth Vader and you're coming. I mean, it's, it's, it's an age old story, but how now he made yeah. it into sci-fi. So that was fun to me. But then the technology of how you make that movie, that was fun to me. And then it's like, yeah. how can I reproduce that in my home? And then there you go. And that's what home theater is, you know? So it hit all the notes.
2: How'd you like when you first found out they were going to, you know, we watch what four five and six when we grew up. Yes. And then they decided to do, you know, one, two, and three. I loved it.
1: I loved yeah. it. Yeah. Well, John and I have talked about it in the pet. like when we were kids, we knew there was a, um, rumors that there were nine of them when we were kids. We knew, and we're like, we, we didn't know. It wasn't until I think after or maybe before Jedi um, that uh-huh. we knew that the this, well, yeah, I think that was when we found out it was four, five, and six. Um, yeah. and it's cause the original was just called star Wars. And then yeah, we're like, okay, there's going to be nine of these. Are we ever going to get them? And then there was a big time in the night in the eighties into the nineties. We never thought you were going to get them. It was just, that was the saga. It was, that's what all you were going to get. So when they announced that we were getting them, yeah, that was a big deal. We, we were really excited. Um, and still, I mean, I still really like them. They're not as you know you go back and i think uh two is my least favorite now it used to be one was my least favorite but upon a bunch of rewatches i still really enjoy one two is a tough rewatch except for the very end of it
2: Uh, why is it that we change our perception on the movie after we watch like a second or third time like george like steve and he's like i'm gonna do you know a a second go around and then he's like oh my god i loved it it's like what what Was he not like in the right state of mind to watch it? Did you have like people like chit chatting in your ear and you know?
1: Yeah, it can. I mean, for me, um, I think Steve too. And a lot of people, I know for me, it's like, we, we love these movies and, um, we love movies, love going to the movies. We love the experience of it. Right. And then what ends up happening is if it's just not, if you're not understanding it, maybe not what they intended on it. Um, it. You know, like the the two that we've talked about recently is, you know, well, not recently, but he turned me around on Invisible Man, and I just Ooh, thought okay. it was so. Like the first time I saw it, my mindset was that, well, this is ridiculous, and it it was, <laughs> it's it it's literally like the ignorant man syndrome, yeah. right? Like, like my wife comes to me and she has a problem, and I'll be like, well, do this uh, here. Yeah, this is how you solve it, and she goes, can't you just listen? No. <laughs> Who are you talking to? No. You know, I'm better about it now, but when I was younger, it was like, I could solve here. Here's the solution. Boom, 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 boom. No matter yeah. if, It's so easy. Just do this. I don't know. I just want somebody to listen. Okay. Can you just listen? And so like, when you watch invisible man, I had that man's mindset and I'm like, yeah why what do you mean what is she, why is she afraid of the guy who cares she caught. she left what's the big deal i'm like so just go to the police do this do that right and i couldn't get it and then steve changed my mind on it and he he like not changed my mind he changed my pers my perception of it and say look at it through the one this is what women go through and then the yeah. entire meaning of the movie changes when that happens yeah yeah, yeah. and so like, that's, a, that's one reason why you, why you change your opinion is because you literally get the point of the movie. He just did it with sucker punch and it's the same idea. You go into that one and you're like, oh, this is just a bubblegum film. You just sit there and just take, turn your brain off and enjoy it and be like, no, if you look into it a little deeper, it's more about, you know, how, you know, the, um, the way that women are treated and, you know, yeah. the, you know. Anyways, so you get into all of that, so it changes your perception of it. Um, his his case with Lucy, he watched it on his iPhone for God's sakes, right? And then, oh you,
0: my God, yes,
1: yeah. <laughs> and then you you watch that in a real theater, and you're like, all right, it's not the greatest story in the world. It's not this, that, or the other, but you, that's a home theater experience and a
0: half.
2: Yeah. Oh my God, love it. Yeah.
1: You know, and that happened to me with Jurassic um, World Dominion. Dominion. I didn't enjoy it in the theater as much as I did at home. I was like, "Eh, I was kind of bored with it, but then I saw it at home and it had more bass in it, the lower extension. And there were scenes. I remember the first time I saw it at home and I'm like, Oh, I was anticipating this next scene because the bass was building in my room. And I'm like, this didn't happen in the theater. And I was like, I was more involved, enjoyed it more. So there's a multitude of reasons why you can, change your mind and i mean star wars is just like just like oh my god whole love yeah. story part Oof. that's that was getting <laughs> that gets brutal on me because the overacting and everything it's like oh just get to the good stuff come on
2: yeah oh that was that was my love for base you know the first jurassic park when you heard that that you know that was oh, a t-rex just thumping yeah. you see the water just like I was like, oh my God. Yeah. I can't wait. It's all so that I, so, I think it was probably the first movie I put on when I got my uh SVS PV three thousands. Oh yeah. Because it was just like
1: ah, Did you put I the cup of water that. out? Uh, <laughs> I've done no, it. it. <laughs> oh, I've done it. It's hard to do. It's it because they couldn't even do it in the movie. They had to actually yeah. shake it. They had to actually yeah. I think they pulled on something to get it to do that. Oh really? Um, yeah. yeah. And it's like To get the base in your room to do that, it's like you. Even if you put the cup on a on like a stand right right next to it, it's to get that to happen. It's it's not easy, Um, but I've done it. I've tried it. But yeah, that is one of those movies that you just like. Oh, it's so good. It's like the DTSX and that
2: is so good. Um, And I just been a sucker. I loved. I really, really of all the podcasts I've heard, the one you you did about the, D, the whole DTSX versus Atmos, oh. that was like that I was dominant too. Always, yeah. Always, always, yeah. I always wanted to know what the difference was, you know, because I always kind of lean more toward the DTSX because yeah, you like bass the more. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh man, it was it was like yeah, and and I'm glad they actually did that you know, they, so it came in Kaleidoscape with DT, no, with Atmos. Atmos. Yep. Okay. That's what it was. Yeah. There's a few
1: like that now that we, I've heard about people have emailed me. There's more than a few just uh, movies that have the variable uh, tracks on, uh, you can find the different tracks in different places. Um, it's not as uncommon as I thought it was. I thought like, this was my first and I can't remember off the top of my head, but I had a bunch of people done. And then there's this one. And then there's this one. I'm like, oh, cool. Oh, wow. Um, but the thing is it, it, there is literally no difference between the two, the capabilities mm-hmm. that is now right, right. what they do with each of them, DTS, right, you're going to have a yeah. little bit more bass. They're going to punch it a little bit more here, but they're both capable of the exact, I mean, think about it. It's like, it's sound frequencies right? And yeah. they both, they both go above and below what we, our perception of hearing. So they're mm-hmm. both capable of the same thing. They both manipulate the sound around the room in the same way, object-based. So what's the, what's the difference? It's really yeah. up to the engineer and when they're, you know, when they're making it. So if they
2: want to... I think that'd be so them. cool seeing, seeing how that's actually done. You know, YouTube's got everything. Yeah. Uh, have you ever come across, mm-hmm. like, seen a YouTube video of how they're actually putting the movie together, the audio, the sound with the sound yeah. engineer, how how they can actually manipulate it, throwing the sound to the left to the right to the, have yeah. you seen any of it? Yeah. Where? I've
1: seen over the years I've watched that. Like when Atmos first came out before we even had it in the home, I watched a bunch of videos back then on how, what this technology was going to do. And, oh, okay. um, and a lot of the stuff was like before I was podcasting before I would, like before I was tweeting about everything and be like, um, but what it was, it, it, it was really was, it, it, it's pretty cool how they do everything, but like, there's so many aspects to it that it's like, so when you're producing it, you're literally looking at a box of like what the theater is, the shape, right? So it's like a longer room and that's like, this is where your speakers are. And it's a, it's a three-dimensional space and they, Instead of balancing the sound, like I've said on the podcast, what they, like, if you wanted to make, you you have two channels and you want to make the sound sound like it comes from the middle, you just balance the sound evenly and sit in the middle and it's going to come from there. That's how they manipulate 5.1. It's like, they're just balancing the sound between, to get it, to pull your ear in that direction, to pull your perception in that direction. And it's all about, you know, the levels of each speaker in the room. Well, with object-based, they just say, okay, I want the sound to come from here. And they, they're literally using a joystick and moving the, the placement around the room. Okay. So what they're doing now, that's one aspect. Okay. Now, the other aspect is when it gets to your room, your Atmos or your object-based receiver, whether it's DTSX or, uh, or, um, atmos Atmos, it's going to decode that information and say okay this system has 11 speakers this system has 16 speakers this system has seven speakers whatever it is but it's going to put that sound there using the 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 correct amount of speakers that you have in that room okay so it's all it's all based and like when you get into the higher ends like your um storm audio and stuff like that, they actually, it, 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 does an even better job of placing those sounds perfectly where they're supposed to be and, and manipulating your, you and your room and everything like that. So it, it, it's multi-leveled on what they're capable of and what this codec or whatever you want to call yeah. it does. Right. right. Mm-hmm. Um, and now get into, they do that for each track. Yeah, it's amazing. They do it for the audio. They do it for the dialogue. Then they do it for the sound effects. And then there's a track for the score and they can make the score sound like it's everywhere or make it sound like it's at the front of the room or they can do, they can pinpoint it to one area. And they, they do all of these different tracks or doing all these different things. And then your system has that. It's just, it's amazing. It's
0: amazing.
2: That's why I love the audio. I'll pick audio over video any day. (laughs) It's just much work involved in there and the creativity of of these sound engineers and just the technology. I I think it's, uh, I just love it. I'm such a geek for that stuff, but.
0: You could do the same
2: thing
1: with video too. I mean, your cinematography, and then once you get your cinematography, how do you edit it? How do you, like, where do you put the cuts? How do you do this? How do you color correct it? And well, I don't I'm not saying correct it as in but you can change the tone of the like a mm-hmm. lot of these movies are shot in the daytime, but it looks like a night scene. You yeah. know, because they want the the they want the right lighting and everything. You get better lighting in the day, but then I can go back afterwards in editing and they can make it look like it's nighttime. And you're like yeah. but you're like, oh my god, it's like there's so much that they can do now, especially with all of this the digital age. And it's like at home it's that's there's so it amazes me it actually movie making all of this stuff amazes me because you like think of like an orchestra like when we talk about like Hans Zimmer and it's like how do you get all mm-hmm. those instruments but like yeah. making a movie and it's like how do you get all these people doing all of these things at the in to produce something like this two-hour event and have <laughs> yeah. it and put it all together and you're like never mind the vision of like Like I, I always, it, I get a chuckle every time you hear like behind the scenes, like, oh yeah, the first, uh, the first scene we shot for this movie was like a scene that's like in the middle of the movie or something.
2: When I was growing up, I always thought they just
1: started at the beginning. in
2: order. Right. (laughs) You know, and you're (laughs) like,
1: nope. You know, and it's like, oh, yeah. John and I used to do that in our chat podcast. We'd record our whole podcast and then at the very end we would record the beginning so that we could talk about what we talk about. Oh, today we're going to talk about this, this, and this. And we, and and then when I got it, I just cut it, put it at the front and put it all together. And it was like, (laughs) you know, and I'm like, "Ah, it's like movie making. I don't do that anymore. We just, I don't have time to edit as much. So I'm, but we're better at just going and we just do our show.
2: Right. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, any, any movie shot at night, why is it that the, the, the streets are always wet? Honestly, (laughs) (laughs) I, I,
1: I've never heard an answer for that. It's a great question. My, I think it's for, uh, your contrast and lighting can come up. You're getting reflection of lights off. So now you're, you're getting, when you're filming, if you ever see like a behind the scenes, they're just flooded with light
2: because they would rather
1: have everybody well lit and then pull it back. Because right, if, right. if it's too dimly lit, you can't brighten that up. Yeah. You just can't do
2: that. It just doesn't look good. Yeah. 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 It's kinda but like yeah. in photography, the same thing. If I shoot something and it's too dark, it's like, yeah, I can try to boost it up, but it's just it's yeah. just not gonna, not gonna
1: it work gets out. too grainy. It gets yeah. Yeah. but the more light, the more colors you have, the more vibrant everything <laughs> is, you can always pull back on that and it looks more natural than if you try to boost it the other way but yeah it's like every i've always just thought it was just for it, it just that lighting and it just looks nicer than just a yeah. flat dirty road
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah oh my god we're, we're on two hours i swore this was going to be the shortest i was actually going to start off saying, hey FYI, this might be the shortest uh takeover Tuesday you think you, you thought have. so <laughs> because it was going to be 28 minutes i thought why he just is. running out of, I didn't, I didn't know what to say or running out of things, and just, I mean, you do a great job of just leading on, and then we just start <laughs> chit chatting on, on what you go by, and and then just you'll remember something. Oh my god, yeah, you know, just kind of like, I know you're, you're, you're big into like IT per se. I know you, you say how your IT guys probably laughing at you right now. <laughs> I almost <laughs> had you- a job
1: in IT. I, I, I love problem solving, but then there are yeah. people. That, 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 that is what they do. And they just know okay. way more than I do, you know? Um, so it's, I, I, I always, I'll be happy to defer,
2: but, uh, um, yeah, no, but yeah, you I know, love- you know, for a fact, like, because you've watched us like Star Wars, you've watched it so many times in your room. You can literally now tell if something's off Yeah, and it's like to the naked, to the normal person. We sat there and watched the movie. You're like, "Oh my god, that was amazing!" You're like, "No, no, we're missing something. Something's off." And it's yeah like, how do you, how do you even know? Yeah. And after being in this now, now I can tell. Like if my so I don't know why, but my Marantz has a tendency of I think you you mentioned something that it something just it it resets it and or it'll turn something on or turn something off. You're like, wait a minute, that that doesn't sound right. And yeah. And know if you go into your settings you're like wait a minute why did this change yeah. i don't know why it does it, but i don't either that i can pick that up now it's like oh my god am i turning into like dj the geek <laughs> of movies there's worse things oh <laughs> my there's
1: worse things trust yeah. me <laughs> no i know and it's it is it's those little things and and that's nelson who's been on the podcast takeover tuesday he he got his Kaleidoscape before I did, and he's like me, loves Star Wars, and yeah. we talked about it when when I had Kaleidoscape on here, and uh, Luke was on, and we were talking about, and I'd known about it for a year or, or longer about this issue. Yeah. He found an issue, I think it was a Chroma issue or something like that, at the opening scene of Star Wars. That oh yeah, like that, you that said, sign, nobody was it the would, exit uh, sign? yeah yeah it was like. Yeah. A quote unquote exit sign, but yeah, it's yeah. just a little red light, but it wasn't right. And he noticed it. And I mean, you're talking literally down to the pixels here, right? The right. Literally it was like, what the heck, you know? And it, yeah. he's like, this isn't right. And I remember he, he texted me and he's like, this isn't right. I got to So he, he emailed Kaleidoscape and then to hear it from Luke's side, that Kaleidoscape yeah. then goes to the studios and goes, yeah, That's this he gave us a, a bad. Cut or whatever, because <laughs> yeah. we like Nelson and I. We've seen this movie over and yeah. over, and you know, and it's the first movie we both start when we start uh, when we add a piece to our theater. Right? Oh, yeah. here we go, demo material, and he put, throws it on the collides game. And goes, well wait, well, backs out Ooh. of it, goes to his zapiti Nope, it's not there. Goes to his the the raw disc. Nope, it's not there. Goes to Disney Plus. Nope, it's not nope. there. You go to the no. Kaleidoscape. What the hell? So you get boom. And it's like, but to your point, nobody, nobody, including Kaleidoscape, saw it. Right? Yeah, that's incredible. And nobody would notice this, but it takes somebody like us that watches this stuff over and over. And especially, I bet you there's flaws in everything on any version in the middle of the movie or something, but this is probably the most played movie scene. I would say ever. Right. Uh, For home theater. I think it invented home theater. I think Mm it's, you know, it's influenced so many people and so many people put the beginning on. You know, it's like, that's it. And you can't have a more played scene. And that's why it's like, and, and Nelson and I laugh about it. Like anywhere, you'd never notice that. Even we wouldn't notice that anywhere else, but yeah, it's pretty funny, but Uh, they corrected it.
2: So that's pretty cool. (laughs) And they just automatically update up uploaded. Yeah. Like normal. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's, so uh, do you have to re-download it again? You
1: actually, you, you, um, you'll get a notification that you got that there's an, an update and then you'll, and then you'll look on like, what is it? And be like, it's a video improvement. We get them all, not all the time. Um, the funniest one was when, uh, Todd and I did our podcast about, we loved Ambulance so much when it dropped on Kaleidoscape and we'd both seen it and we were both like, oh, we got to talk about this. So we did a podcast on it like right away. And I think it was like three hours after we finished recording we both got updates on our phones. Ambulance has been improved for video and sound. Well, like, it's even better now, Wow! <laughs> but you're like,
0: and it's, it could
1: be a, like, it, it could be something simple. Like they found a tick yeah. or they found noise reduction thing and they took it out and sound, whatever it is. It could be, but I mean, it, it doesn't change things dramatically, but I'll bet you a lot of people on that star Wars one, what am I seeing the difference in what's the improvement? Yeah. No idea, but yeah. there it is. That's what that one was. Um. But, yeah, you'll get a notification, then you just hit download, and it'll just download. It updates your system. So just like any other patch or anything you get on your phones and stuff. Yeah. Pretty cool.
2: Mm, That's awesome. That's awesome. Anything else? Any other
1: questions?
2: Did you make notes, (laughs) or are
1: you going off the cuff, too?
2: No, just the cuff. Just just things I was like. Yeah, I know there are certain things I've always wanted to ask you because, you know, since you're very you know adamant about your equipment and you know something's off and the sound and you know your Marantz and this and it's like okay well that's why I kind of asked about the dynamic volume cuz I thought that was how you were supposed to hear stuff you know and you're like no no and then you know not knowing what reference level was at at a certain point when I when I first started you know I'm yeah. like what what is reference level I, you know and then just realized oh you got to listen to it you know like at zero almost. And it's like, oh my God, who can, who can withstand this noise? But <laughs> this when you're noise, this living in fun? ignorance, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, but yeah, it, it makes a huge difference. Um, but you know, I, I'm, I'm enjoying, you know, my SVS products and, and I, bought the four, uh, at most, um, uh, on the ceiling. I have yeah, the elevation prime. Yeah, elevations. it is. Yeah. The prime elevations. And I think my biggest, uh uh, upgrade was my 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 subwoofers i didn't really my old subwoofers were so i think i had an an eight inch or a 10 inch audio a poke audio or something like that it it was i mean maybe maybe a hundred watts if that you know fully blasting and i didn't i didn't know what bass was until i got these damn things i was like oh my goodness this is this is ridiculous and i just you know, fell in love with it. It's unfortunate that they're up in the loft, so I know, I know the whole foundation shakes. But hey, you it's know, what rockin- it is, what it is, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But when you're but, the only you one know. home, oh man, okay. I love it, love it, I, I love it, yeah, yeah. yeah I think the next thing will be uh, getting some ultra bookshelves just for my my rear surrounds because they're older Polk audios, and I guess just with Atmos, I mean. You know, will I notice the difference if I did the primes versus the ultras?
1: Mm, not for surrounds,
2: probably. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. No. Probably, it, but but the ultras don't look so nice. So.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know they do. It's yeah, yeah. They, um, the gloss. I I actually like the the new. Uh, like I said before on the podcast, I think I'm kind of leaning towards their um, the piano glass. The piano glass. With the and I'm putting my stuff all behind a wall, but oh, okay, in my okay. new theater, I'm gonna be, you're gonna be able to see them when the lights are on in the behind the wall. So yeah. oh, I'm okay. gonna have I'm gonna have it like um some of the demos I've been in where they'll light like where the speakers are. So I'm gonna do something like that. But I think the the nice gloss of that the towers oh so nice. That'll be fun. Yeah,
2: it's very very elegant. Scary to have them shipped, you know, but hey, yeah. they do a great job. Yeah. Those guys really know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, yep. no, I I mean, I don't I can't think of anything else. I mean, I really appreciate you you uh having me on and, you know, I've been listening for a while and just I get a kick out of it and you guys make my drive, you know, you, John, Steve, they all, you guys all make my my uh commute very enjoyable, so I appreciate it yeah so
1: thanks for coming on omar i mean we talked no, a while no, ago no. you were very hesitant yeah. about it and i don't blame
2: you yeah <laughs> yeah i just, mean you know, work and so forth and i was like yeah you know so that's why i'm down here in Dania. i mean uh, hollywood area um so i was like you know what it was a great time i was calculating okay we want to get on at three uh, it takes me about three hours to get down there with traffic so i'm like oh great we'll, we'll make it work so, go. and, but I love the little, the uh, you know, the little app to use. So I actually downloaded the app on here. So it was oh, cool. pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It's, I mean, it works. I don't even record. I can. And when I have like multiple guests, when I have SVS on and stuff, I'll yeah. use, um, I'll hit record here and then I get in a video track for everybody an audio track for everybody. So I can really oh, cool. manipulate it. Um, no. but now I've, I've gotten pretty good. I use OBS on this end. That's what I'm recording us in right now. And then I can, where it's just me and you, I get a, I yeah. get your track. I get my track and I can, I can improve stuff from there. So
2: is but this yeah. the bad time to ask at, you know, two hours in, did you hit record? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, <thank>
1: you. <laughs> and take two. All right. Say Omar, nice to have you on. <laughs> John and I have been there, John, not two oh, hours. Man. We've been we've never quit. We've never, we've never gotten far enough where we just went screw it. Um, but every, I, I, every time it happens, I feel like that's when John's going to just like, I'm waiting for the time when he goes I am done and just throws the headphones because it's happened. I think the deepest has happened is like 20 minutes in something like that. Oh, really? Yeah. we, We, we were doing our other podcast chat and, um, we got pretty far in and we had talked about a movie. We had talked about stuff we'd done, you know, kind of like our show now. It's like where we do the, um, how you doing, blah, blah, blah stuff. Right. Yeah. And we had some, we each had some pretty good stories and then all of a sudden, and you just get a sick, sick feeling in your stomach. Like, uh oh, uh oh, uh-huh. I'm like, and now <laughs> I'll see. Sit- yeah exactly (laughs) yeah one job hit record right (laughs) and you're like and and it's like there's no like you can't stall right it's like you can't just like oh just let them keep talking and maybe i can figure something out because nothing's (laughs) being recorded so i was just like you just all of a sudden have to go sorry stop, stop, stop sorry we're not recording yeah and I, yeah, it, yeah. but I'm just sick to my stomach and almost <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's just awful. It's just an awful feeling. And you, it just, it happens. It happened to me when I was on with, uh, Brent and uh, just recently, but I stream mm-hmm. those now. So at least I have that going. Okay. So I All was right, able right. to grab that and I just hit, re- and I didn't, I didn't, I never stopped. I never missed a beat. I just hit record and I just kept going. We were only five minutes in. Um, but yeah, it's. Now, because we're streaming and stuff, it's a little bit more, but I still, you still forget. You never know. Yeah. The other thing is I'm always afraid. It's hard to describe if, unless you're dealing with it, but when I, when I take these and I drop them into Adobe Premiere, where I edit, it gives me a a video track and then an audio, I get like six audio tracks Uh and I've had times when, and it's a quirk with Premiere Okay, I've had times when I dropped it in and there's no audio and you're like, yeah, I I get scared because like, yeah, like it's happened with takeover Tuesdays and I used to be really upset about, I used to get really like nervous because I'd feel bad for the person on the other end. Now, knock on wood, it doesn't happen today, but if we lost everything, I just, oh my, sorry, but I, I'd be like, sorry, buddy. If we lost it all yeah. it's life yeah. right it, it, yeah and it's it, like it, it, we'll yeah. just do another one and then i'd apologize to the listeners next week and be like omar and i had a great conversation i lost it all digital i've heard do the podcasters yeah, you I just have say, been there. <laughs> yeah it should have been there it was fantastic right <laughs> but yeah it, it, so I, i've I, I'm, I'm a little more comfortable with that now i don't want it to happen but if it does happen life happens and i've heard it happen to other people luckily knock on wood i haven't lost anybody um yeah John and I. You have don't lost do a second few. audio.
2: No. You do second audio like recorded on like another unit or a no. phone or anything.
1: No. Yeah. No. Like like I used to like. Now I can record. Now I'm already recording here, and then if I hit record on the app that you and I are on right now, I'd have two versions of it. But the problem gotcha. with hitting record here in this app is it makes everything digitally because now like digitized. It, right. it hurts the conversation, right? Gotcha. And now it's more reliable because now I have a, I have a copy on both ends. I have a cleaner copy of you, blah, blah, blah. but it, this is just this OBS. I'm just boom, stop. I, I get, all I got to do is hit stop recording. It's done. It's everything's all set. And it just makes my life after the fact easier. I just go in, adjust okay. the audio levels, crop the ends off it and boom, podcast. Is- Sweet.
2: Yeah, because everybody gets on here, they just flow with it. You guys, you have a great yeah. knack of just being able to flow, and then and everyone feels comf- more comfortable. And it's yeah. not even like you're being recorded; it's just almost like being on the phone, just chit-chatting.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah, so yeah. That's and that's what I want for these takeover Tuesdays. It's like everybody that's come on is—I don't blame them. I get nervous when I have big guests on. I still get nervous, and that's how I screw yeah. things up. Right. I get somebody on and I'm like, oh, I don't don't want to make sure everything's right. And I can't wait to talk to this. But, and you know, I I mean, and, but you guys have the added, I'm, I'm used to doing this now I'm used to, but John and I were there and it's like, this is going to come out on the air. Um, but yeah, everybody comes on and like yourself, it's like, once we get going, everything's, we just have fun and it's just like yeah. i like i always used to say when i first started doing these takeover tuesdays is like it's just like we're hanging out in walmart and we ran into each other and we're just chatting and yeah. everybody's looking at you going what the hell are they talking about they've been there for two hours
0: <laughs>
2: yeah. standing
1: in the domestic section talking about what
2: <laughs> yeah yeah because so. i was always like you know if i get on do i do i talk about movies but it's like everyone talks about movies but that's the fun part of it and sometimes it just flows just Having a conversation, you know, you dab in. Like, I think this one we dabbed in movies a little bit and, you Mm -hmm. know, my journey to home theater and then just hanging out and just, I mean, we just kind of went all over the place, but it's just, it was just a simple conversation. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for having me.
1: No, thanks for coming. That's, that's, it's exactly what I want too. It's like if we want, I mean, you never know. I've had people on and all we talk about is home theater, like so specific all the way through. And that's fine. That's, that's what the show's about. Yeah. yeah. But I also like meeting, the people and that's why i always said like i always want this to be like the joe rogan home theater version right because you go you listen to joe rogan and he'll have people on and they there's no subject they just go and they talk about whatever they want to talk about and but that's how you get to know people right and it's like we all know you from twitter and we, your dad jokes like we opened with and (laughs) and all that fun stuff but now it's like you and I talk and I get more and more listeners saying I do the same thing. I think the same thing. Like last week's with Greg was, I got more comments from people saying my wife thinks she's going to get upgraded too. Right. Cause I said that in the (laughs) show talking to Greg, I don't think I'd ever said it before. So there's all sorts of stuff and it it just helps people realize we're so much more alike.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so true. I mean, I, I, I I enjoyed it. I mean, just, Meeting all these people, um, knowing that their passion for movies is just like us, you know, like like I said, I, I'm just blown away at, at Steve and on all his movies and you know how how he fell in love with movies even like as we say like across the pond, you know. Yeah. And I think when you got when you guys put him on there, I was like, oh man, that that is a great addition because it's it's cool knowing that that exists out there you know not that you know we live in they live in a third world country or we live in a third world country but it's just the fact that that love for that the film is is there and and we kind of pinpoint the exact same things you know we 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 pick audio we pick the movies we we you know i love when he takes pictures of his of these scenes and he's yeah. got such a gorgeous tv i mean it's just unbelievable uh i remember i took a picture one time and he, and he reached out to me and goes hey Omar, um, I think your, your, your colors are blown. I was like, no, nah, it was my dumb phone. <laughs> yeah. I, I went to promo and I just lowered the, you know, the, the light intake. It's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Much better. I was yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Trust me, I would I wouldn't want to, you know, post that out there, but, uh, yeah, it's, That's uh, funny. I, I enjoyed it. You know, I'm glad you, you, you love it so much. I'm glad you do it as well. you know, it's just, um, we, I, I don't, I won't speak for everybody, but I think we really appreciate all the, you know, the hard work you do and, putting this together because I know it's, it's, you know, I'm sure it sucks up a lot of your time, but, uh, you know, it's just the fact that you actually do it is, is, is amazing. We appreciate it.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. Yeah. I love it. I love doing, it. I wouldn't do it if I didn't love it. So yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, get to meet a lot of great people. I'm getting to meet more and more, all these great people like yourself. And you're just like, I'm like, Hey, all right. So, and I'm getting better on this end. It's actually sucking up less and less of my time. Um, because I you just you streamline it, you know?
2: So, yeah. Well.
1: Yeah. So it's cool. It's good. So I get to spend well, yeah. more time actually watching movies and talking to people. <laughs> yeah.
2: I love it. So
1: yep. All right. We'll wrap up from here. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you very much, Omar. The dad joke. <laughs> <laughs> the dad joke man. Omar Delgado. Yeah. Follow oh. him on Twitter. It's awesome. What is yeah. it again? What's your Twitter on it.
2: Omar, uh, what
1: is it? O- Omar, Omar
2: um, underscore
1: Delgado 98.
2: Yeah. At that, and you know, it's funny because I got 98 was one of my first cars I bought was an Oldsmobile 98 Regency.
1: That's where that's you where got, I got I just,
2: that from. Yeah, that's where I got it from. I don't so think anybody would have
1: guessed that.
0: <laughs>
2: <sighs> oh man. So I guess I'll end it on, on, on a, on a pun. You know, oh the road, yeah, the road, there you go. Yeah, what do you uh, got? Uh, I guess this is for the the pizza lovers, you know, because we all love pizza. Whoa. What kind of pizza did the pilot prefer? Oh, for the love, what? A plane. <laughs> A plane pizza. <laughs> oh, I didn't.
1: I just see now. That's one of the ones that goes under really bad, but it's so funny. <laughs> You're like, because I was overthinking it. I'm like. Like uh, a plane.
2: <laughs> oh, for the love. That's perfect. Yeah. I'm here all week.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> Please see. tip your waitresses.
1: Yeah. I'm waitress. here all week. Oh yeah. That's, I know that was a great, all right. That'll do it for this week. Um, John, Steve and I'll be back on Friday. Omar, thank you very much. If anybody else wants to be part of takeover Tuesday, just email me DJ at bright dot And, uh, and get on here and chit chat away, and before you know it, two, three hours of of your life is gone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Omar. All
2: right, thank you. Go push play, everybody.
1: Hey, Fred. This has been a Hey Fred production with theme music by Jeff Bernhardt and Throne Vault Productions.